gathered together from the cosmic reaches of the internet. Here in the basement of the Great Hall of Justice are the most powerful forces for good podcasting ever assembled. This is the DC Superpowers Podcast. This looks like a job for Superman. To the Batmobile. My name is John Jones. I am the Green Arrow. Hey, super friends. Welcome back to um, DC Superpowers Podcast, issue number... Wait, it's not in front of me. 87. 87. 87. Wow. <laughs> See what happens when you end up taking some time off. I know. It happens. But Happy New Year, everybody. Yes, Happy New Year. We are back. 2018 has started, and 2018 is going to be huge for DC Yeah, Superpowers. we are already starting off to for a big... Well, I guess a big month. Oh, yeah. We got premieres. We got new yeah. movies. We got um, new books coming. coming out. But before we get to that... I gotta tell, let you guys know, I'm Ken Rose, and sitting along here with me with, in the basement of the Hall of Justice is my good buddy Vern. Hello, everybody. How you guys doing this new year? Man, it feels like forever since we actually sat down to do this. I know. It's only been like two weeks. Yeah, it's been two weeks now. We didn't plan on taking that time off. No, we but didn't, but... the holidays attacked. Oh, it's the holidays. <laughs> you, we have people to meet, things to do. That's right. It, it's the family stuff, the friends, everything like that. So, Vern, did you have a happy holidays? I did. Did you? Oh, yeah, I had some great holidays. I had two. Mine was uh, very exciting. I wanted to have, I think it was one day of rest. Couldn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> get it done. Um, but, uh, well, before we get into um, the too far into the show, I do want to hit some house cleaning or some housekeeping stuff. Yes. Tell everybody, go check out DCSuperpowers.com. Uh, that is the homepage of anything, everything DC Superpowers podcast. But also on there, I was just looking because you're looking through the website right yes, now. Yes, I am. That, um, we have some awesome new friends there. Yes. Uh, we told you about it on last show. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you again before, and probably and we're the gonna, next couple. Yeah. We have um, a couple four of our affiliates on there that mm-hmm. are sponsors for us. One of them is Superhero Stuff. Yes. Now, Superhero Stuff has some – they uh, sell all of your um, geeky superheroes, Star Wars – uh, gear basically. That's and all right, your clothing and everything else. But tell me right about now, the superhero boxes right now. Well, right now I was going to talk about the clothes. Is there's a fifteen percent off with the freeze code? Okay. Um, now the they, code word freeze. Freeze. And then you also have if you have a want to have the money for it, just spend fifty five bucks. You get twenty five percent off once again. Freeze twenty percent off. Mm-hmm. And that's freeze twenty. Oh, 20, I said 50. Well, if you spend 55, you get the 20% off. And they got socks, they got hats, they got beanies, they got hoodies, they got pullover hoodies turned to a mask. Well, bring up the superheroes or the superhero or hero box that they have there. Now, this superhero stuff has uh, some really cool, uh, basically, you're like Loot Crate or mm-hmm. Collector's Core or any of the other uh, boxes, but with Loot Crate or with the Hero Box, you choose the um, size of the box you want. Yes. Go ahead with and this. They have seven items to choose from right now. Right now they have... Well, there's seven themes to choose seven from. Seven themes um, with a lot of different items in there, and they are Star Wars, X-Men, Superman, Defenders, Captain America, Black Panther, The Flash. So you guys okay. got everything there. And also, there, though, if you, if you scroll from. down, they have a different prices depending on what are you wanting to get, I believe. Where's the pricing on this? Um, looks like they start low as 49 bucks. But in that box, you're getting seventy five yeah. to a hundred dollars worth of gear. Yeah, so you guys, this I think it's worth it. Check them out, and like I said, if you don't want to do the box, they have everything else under the sun you can think of. They have exactly. books, they have 
toys, they have uh, merchandise, whatever you can think, check them out. Um, well, also, on that same page, I think every week for the next four weeks, just since there's a new, we'll mm-hmm. spotlight one of our friends, one of these affiliates each week. Now, the other ones, I'm still going to tell you who they are. Oh, yeah. We have, now, we've talked a lot about Sideshow Before Collectibles. Before we even here. had them as a sponsor, we always well, want to, well, purchase something from them. Yeah. Well, Sideshow Collectibles is now on the sponsors page at DCSuperpowers.com. You also have Jim, what is it? It's Jim Superheroes. Jim Superheroes. Jim Superheroes. Anybody who likes Under Armour. Mm-hmm. If you, now, they, they don't sell Under Armour brand, but that's the style of clothing they sell, but these are all superhero themed. Yes, and um, they still have a sale going on right now. Anything that you can think of that's $49 is actually going to be $24 and some change. Nice. So check them out if you want to go to the gym and look like a superhero. And the other one we have is Things from Another World. Now, Things from Another World Comics is actually... A uh, great place to pick up your. Uh, they have some single issues, but a lot of trades, trades here. Yeah. And the best thing is, they have scratch and dent trades. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're like me, I I don't. For me, a trade's going to sit on the shelf in the library. Oh yeah. So if it's got a little nick in the corner or it got dinged Laws up a little the bit inside shipping, of the book and the pages are fine, you can read them. Exactly. And you can get it read. anywhere to fifty to seventy five percent off because the condition is not perfect. Yeah, but they're still going to be a good read. As your computer died, what did my, you do? My computer just died on me, guys. <laughs> well, while you're looking that up, <laughs> we can actually move on to some other stuff here. Yes. I'm going to have to read off you for a bit because I'm out yeah. for right now. Well, remember, that's um, you go to DCSuperpowers.com as Nisa's upstairs going nuts for some reason. <laughs> she knew maybe there was a power outage upstairs. And she's like, something's going wrong here. Yeah. See, we're in the basement. Nisa's the new super dog. Yeah, she is. <laughs> so, um, yeah. But... Remember, go to DCSuperpowers.com, click on the sponsor page. There is also a gear page there. You can get, it'll take you to our Public store. Mm-hmm. And from there, you can buy t-shirts, hats, hoodies, um, tank tops, bags, uh, what else is on there? There's coffee cups. There's yeah. all, kinds all kinds of, of stuff, stuff you can think of. All with the DC Superpowers logo on it. Yes. Um, so, guys, check us out. Help us out. That's and, right. you know, you can sponsor us right now. As you can see, Ken has on a hat. We don't have the hat on there, but that is the logo you'll get. Same as what's right in front of you for everyone watching on Facebook Live. Yes. Well, let's get right into this because, like I said, we've had a couple weeks off. Mm-hmm. Um, now, when we get to our reviews today, we're going to actually focus on, since it's been about three weeks since we did full reviews. I got an update. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but um, since we've done major reviews on stuff, it's been about um, three weeks. So we got three weeks of um, backlog of comics mm-hmm. that we should be doing reviews on. Yes. So, But today we're going to focus on, we've had two different books come out for Dark Knights. We had um, Metal Number no. 4 has come out. Mm-hmm. And we have Hawkman Found, which we'll talk about that in a couple minutes. Yeah, that one was a little weird to me, but it still gave a little bit of an inside story mm-hmm. of what's to come in the Metal series. And what the, and the other one we're going to do today is Doomsday Clock Number 2 came out. We can't mm-hmm. skip Doomsday Clock. There's no way we can skip Doomsday Clock. I That's hope right. everyone out there has read it, because you guys know, you've seen us before, spoiler heavy. Exactly. We're going to go dive deep into everything that happened. Big event on some show me, a little bit more into Rorschach. Mm-hmm. Well, next either next week or the week after, we're actually going to hit the Superman, Superboy of Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. is a um, fantastic story that's been going through Superman, Titans, and Super Sons. Yeah, and right now it's on part three, so we're going to wait till next week where we get to part four, but we have uh, the other books. We're just going to wait till we can do it all in like a yeah, little we'll do the whole, mini, si- do the the whole, whole story because this is amazing. It's got This story has, well, I'm trying to think, um, up through issue three, well, yeah, you get the hint that um, mm-hmm. Connor, yes, Bart, Bart and, Cassie and Cassie are all three re- are returning. Yes, now they're not going to be in our world. This is Titans from another world, and that's we'll right. dive a little bit more into there, but for everyone like me that's been hoping to see these characters come back, 
who knows what can happen because oh, my wife Vicky was loving the fact that Cassie's bad. Oh, Cassie's of course. Gonna be yeah, you mind a little pup. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but before we look into what's coming and what's going on, um, let's look into what happened this year. Yeah. And DC Comics actually helped us out a little bit by putting up the ten moments that mattered from 2017. Now, the one of these, one of them is not even on here for some reason, but so it'll probably be number eleven. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Yeah, well, this start this the whole um, thing starts off with Harley Quinn turns twenty five. Yeah, and that was something she big was you've been talking about five years ago, which is crazy because I'm twenty four and it came out in ninety two, the year before I was born for Batman animated series, and she was in season one. So I'm like, wow. Yeah. Harley's, so, Harley's one year older than me. She's been spreading the insanity for 25 years. Mm-hmm. Now, remember, this. Um, they had all kinds of specials come through this summer. Yes, um, a lot of specials. A couple of different special books. They put out the movie Batman and Harley Quinn, mm-hmm. which... We reviewed on the we show, reviewed, too. And for us, it was okay. Yeah. It, we, it wasn't fantastic. It was like what we were thinking with some of the other standalone movies that they've mm-hmm. been putting out that are not in the continuity. That right. It felt like... Uh, Half hour, forty five minute story spread into an hour and a half. Yeah, and it, it just felt like they had to spread out. It was stretched it a little bit. Yeah, too they far. stretched it a little too far, in my opinion. As I said, if it would have been a on TV, it would have been great for, for one part, second part. But for the movie, it felt like they kind of just yeah. could have left certain things out. Well, um, the other one they did that was great for Harley for this year was Batman Day. Yes, it is always in September. Harley took over, mm-hmm. and they had Harley Quinn Day. Including all the special edition comics, the masks, all the stuff you expect from the, Batman Day, yeah. you had Harley Quinn. And that was fun to do. That was fun to do. Now, um, the number two on their list was the um, DC TV's Crisis on Earth X crossover. That was one of my favorites that happened out this year. That's one of the, I think that's one of the, some of the best DC television we've ever had. I agree. And it seems now, like and every year they get Smallville. better and better. I love the original Flash TV series. Um, all of the um, other... Uh, animated series and stuff have been fantastic. Yeah. But this was this was the way you do superheroes. This, this was up here for me. Um, if we're going animated, Batman animated series will always have my heart, and so will Justice League and Justice League Unlimited. For me, I as... put the whole Bruce Timm universe together. So it's Batman, Static. Superman. Static really wasn't it wasn't Bruce Timm. Okay, they had a crossover, but it wasn't yeah, Bruce Timm. Yeah, Now, Batman it, Beyond. But, uh, Batman Beyond. So it was um, Batman animated series. Uh, Batman Superman, Beyond. Superman. Batman Beyond. Uh, just just League, League, just League Unlimited. Unlimited, and that's the five shows. Um, but as far as like live action uh, superhero shows go yeah. for DC, that every year they get better. I said the Slasher, mm-hmm. I think that was my favorite one. Now this yeah. year, I'm saying this is my favorite crossover. So who knows what we can get from next year? I might be uh, eating my words here, but I think I might say the same thing next year. So exactly. We'll see. Well, the next uh, number three on their list is Barbados invades the DC universe. Now this is oh, talking man, this Dark is, Knight's metal. Yeah, and this was a big event that's still going on into 2018. Yeah. We have two ti- two titles from Dark Knight's metal to actually mm-hmm. review today. Is that they're that good of books? Yes. Um, and Barbados is basically the um, Lord of the Dark Multiverse. Yes, and he's planting his seed in there. Well, they've made it where they can plant the seed in the continuity um, from when Batman died in Crisis. And he was jumping back and forth through time. So if you look at it, this has been an event technically going on for years. Yeah. Well, they, they obviously they've incorporated, taken, adva- taken advantage yeah. of what was already there. But, but if you <laughs> just think of it that way, just one of those uh, those ideas that the writers and creators have, where like, wow, they've been able to put in the continuity of something that happened so long ago, no one mm-hmm. would have even seen it coming. So I think that's really great storytelling. Um, the next one up on the list, number four, is actually the Doomsday Clock debuts. Now this. For only having two books in 2017, this made a huge splash. And yeah. this 
this was basically it dominated the second half of 2017 because everybody it seemed was talking Doomsday Clock from when it was announced. I mean, it was announced around Comic Con, wasn't it? Was it announced around well, Comic Con? Well, it was, was Summer's Comic Con, right? The, the official title was released then. Yeah. But this has been looked forward to for a year and a half since Rebirth launched back last in May. True. Yeah, you're true. Yeah. Because remember, Doctor Manhattan. Doctor Manhattan was somewhere. Mm-hmm. In that book. And we didn't know what kind of role he would be playing, but now we're beginning to get even uh, better insight on what's going on. Yeah. And like I said, that's another one we'll get into here in a couple minutes. Uh, the next one is actually kind of a sad note that um, we had to say goodbye to Adam West this year. Yeah. Um, that hit people in the hearts. That hit people where their childhood was. That just affected uh, television as we know it mm-hmm. because he was still having roles on uh TV shows and animated yeah. series. He was still a profound name that everybody wanted to go to, so it was sad when it happened. But he definitely left his legacy with a lot of different um, things for fans to look to. Mm-hmm. Well, the next one is one that really I've not jumped on board with, but I didn't read it to start with. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Have you done anything with the new Wildstorm? Because Wildstorm uh, me returned this no, year. No, I have not. Uh, this was a, I see why people love it so much, because a lot of the characters that they did bring back were also in the New 52. That was one thing that made people want to go after it. Um, I forget the guy's name. He was in Flash, uh, Flashpoint with the red mask, blonde hair. Rifter. Rif- Rifter. See, I, know, I knew him because I used to watch the old Wildcats cartoon. And I have some of the toys still. Okay. Um, well, I don't have them right now, but I did have them over time. I got them for a birthday present, I remember. But, um, yeah, I can see why people loved it. It was just one of those things where I'm buying so many books right now. Yeah. I just, money-wise, I got Dark Knight Metal. I got Doomsday Clock. I got all the crossover yeah. I'm buying. Just one of those things. I'll hear it, and I hope it does well for DC, but I'll get to it at another point in time. Yeah, we'll I would get like to, it to check trades them out. or something. Yeah. So, and, or actually, if DC, DC, we, I know you're listening to us, we need an all-access type app. Yeah. Kind of like um, what our friends over on the other side are doing. Yeah. With their, um, what is it, Unlimited. We need mm-hmm. an Unlimited-style app. And I think DC... We'll pay for it. Oh, yeah. We're paying our money right now for this. That's right. <laughs> so we'll definitely pay for it. As you can see, I'm a little collector here myself. So uh, the next one up on the list was a celebration, a year-long celebration of the 100th birthday of Jack Kirby. Yeah. Um, one of the men that basically comics would not be where they are today if it wasn't for Jack Kirby. And that was another emotional thing that happened with all the books we were reviewing, too. Mm-hmm. We saw those little uh, images of everything they would incorporate from Jack yeah, Kirby. Yeah, we had the Jack Kirby specials, plus mm-hmm. they had the Commodity Challenge all, see, all year, oh, year long. Yeah. So, um, Which, at some point, that's one when the trade comes out, I'm going to have to get and read through it, because I didn't get a chance <coughs> to get all the Commodity books this year. And also, Jack Kirby had just his year, still with Thor Ragnarok. I know that's not a DC property, but it wasn't for Jack Kirby. I don't think a lot of Thor images and characters would be as popular as they are today. So it just was Jack Kirby being spread around the DC universe and the Marvel universe. He's just a comic legend. Yes. He is definitely, he is the definition of legend. Yeah. Uh, The next one is actually going to toss two in here. The first one is Wonder Woman busted down every screen she was on this summer she burned up the um, box office and came in i believe as of right um i don't have the actual numbers but i believe she was uh wonder woman was the number two movie for this year that's wow. just because star wars dropped at the end of the year i'd have to look it up actually look up box office mojo um right now my computer is still having some technical difficulties okay <laughs> But um, I believe Wonder Woman came in at number two for 2017, but give me half a second and I will let you know. 
That's what happens when you only have one computer for recording a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Good thing there's two of us, right? So, top movies of 2017. Actually, she came in at number three, just barely underneath Beauty and the Beast and Star Wars. Star Wars still got so, it. Makes sense cause but Wonder Woman still, for her debut on the silver screen, never been there before. And being at number three at from what you're saying, that's a third big Third largest leap. movie of the year. Yeah, fans all over came out to see this movie. Um, my dad even went to go see this, and he is yeah. not a big comic book. He, I mean, he, I'm not even saying not even a big. He's not a comic book guy whatsoever, not into the superhero thing, but he even came out to see Wonder Woman. My sister, um, who doesn't go to see superhero stuff at all, yes. went and saw that movie, and she mm-hmm. said it was one of her favorite movies she's seen in years. Uh, my dad, he, he still didn't get it, but just the fact that you're getting people to come out yeah. from word of mouth of this movie's doing great numbers, it's a good movie, people uh, and critics seem to love it, mm-hmm. you're still at least going to watch the movie. Yeah going to contribute to it. Um, the next one is actually one that we've been waiting for for a while, but it didn't do as well as everybody was hoping was the Justice League finally yeah. came out and hit theaters. And we're going to touch more on this with the whole Warner Brothers dipping their hand into the cookie jar uh, yeah. later. We got but, some Warner Brothers films news. Um, I think some people may look at me crazy or have looked at me crazy. For me personally, out of all the movies that came out there, we don't get me wrong, we had great movies, but just because it's been a fan of and I've been waiting for the build-up, it was one of my favorite movies of 2017 just because I got to see all my characters and heroes on the mm-hmm. big screen together. Was it a little choppy in some things? It could have been better, maybe, but I still love the movie. Yeah. so It was um, just great to see all those characters yeah, on the that, screen. Yeah, that's how I felt. I didn't put a lot of, I guess, thought into it like I guess critics would. I just yeah. went in there happy. I, the scenes I saw gave me nostalgia. My hair rose up on my arms. I just love seeing the characters I've grown up with my whole life on the big screen. It finally happened. So um, I'm glad it made the list despite all the different negative reviews they got. That's on ours and their DC websites list. Yeah. So next one up on our list here is... Jim Gordon finally got a promotion in Gotham. Now, you're, caught, you're behind on Gotham, A little you? bit, just a little bit. But Jim Gordon finally got promoted to captain. And that's going into what we saw in Dark Knight. That's also going into what we saw in um, Batman Year One, right? Wasn't that where his position already was, was captain? I, have not, I didn't read Batman Year One. That um, was when I wasn't reading while. much. Okay, it's been a while. Like, uh, Facebook Live, let me know if I'm wrong. Uh, just let me know. Maybe he went in there as just a regular officer. I don't remember, but I, I thought remember. he went in there as captain, at least by the end of it. Let me know. It's been a while since I uh, read the book, but I remember in Dark Knight, um, the trilogy, when we first uh, saw him in at least the second movie, he was already captain. They promoted him to captain. Yeah. Then, as the time went by, he became commissioner. He eventually so, becomes commissioner. Uh, and that was the one Heath Ledger played in, so uh, and the last, to see this. Well, the last one on our list is um, a book that this year has been very much hit or miss for us. Because yeah. it started off strong mm-hmm. with this event we're going to talk about. <clears throat> Then it took a dip, because the storyline they did right after this I wasn't needed. But the event we're actually going to talk about here is the engagement of Batman and Catwoman. This is something that's been years and years in the making. I mean, not even just years, decades in the making. Yeah. This has been being teased from us since, what, the 50s or 60s? Something like that. I don't know how... Well, she was always teasing with him. Yes. So, uh, but also, this is one that they announced this... How far back did they actually um, release this? Was that beginning of summer? I want to say beginning of summer with the Because War we had a six issue of War of No, Wars no. Rebels. What really started off was actually I Am Bane. Remember? Yeah, but the, it was at... Well, yeah, that... that, that that's really what started go. off, yeah. But um, it's weird that in a... <clears> um, on, over our friends at Weeby Geeks, Mike and the guys over there do their Weeby Awards every year. And one of the categories that you can nominate for is Best Writer mm-hmm. in a comic book. 
Um, and I, I was on the panel of people choosing to go in, and I, it was weird for me. After reading War of Jokes and Riddles, actually putting Tom King on the list as favorite writer for the year. <laughs> but for me, what it was was and we, he ended so strong with this. Now, the, now we Batman said Tinian. Huh? I was saying we. Me and I remember me and you talking. We were saying Tinian uh, did a lot of work for yeah. this year, but but that was um, a detective. That's all right. the team book. Right. This here, Tom King. I think after Jokes and Riddles, which I'm not sure what happened there. But his work on Batman has made Batman the Batman I've wanted to see for years. Yeah, this has been a Batman I actually remember growing up with. Because remember, we talked about this. It seems like they pull a lot from the animated series. Yeah. The, just that feel it's, of Batman, the Dark it's Knight. It's your Dark Knight, but with a heart. Heart, yeah. And that's, to me, like I said, maybe because I saw the animated series and that was how I got introduced to Batman. But I always felt he had a heart. Was he dark? Was he scary? Would he beat you up if you did something wrong? Yeah, but he still had Rob and he had mm-hmm. Alfred. He had Barbara Gordon. He had his friends in his life that would become villains. He has his sidekicks. He has the Bat family. Yeah. And Tom King is really doing well in incorporating the lore and history of Batman in these books and his love life. Yeah, well, that's the cool part is um, Batman really, for a long time, has not had a love life as far as I know. No, and when he did have... I, Bruce I, Wayne had a playboy life. Yeah, and even with Talia al Ghul, he had a kid with her, but they weren't really... To me, they weren't meant to be. They made... They were meant to be in the sense of they had Damien, and now Damien is known to probably going to take the mantle up in Batman, maybe even when we're Eventually. Because I'm pretty sure he'll probably be Robin for a long time to come. Um, but seeing them incorporate a character like this in there, that was great. But Batman and Catwoman yeah. have always been a perfect couple. Well, especially one of the books we're not going to talk about this week, so actually we talk about it a little bit here, was actually Batman number 37, mm-hmm. which is Super Friends Part 2, and it's basically a double date yeah. between Batman and Catwoman and, and Lois and Lane Clark, and Clark Kent. Or which was fantastic. Superman right now. Yeah. Once we read well, officially, Lois and Selina had never met. No, which... Okay, they retconned. I'll say they've met before, yeah. but that was in uh, the Hush book, so we, we're not counting that. So, um, but yeah, this was the first time meeting for the Rebirth, and they're the ones with the level head, really, in this whole series. Yeah. Batman and Superman are not really butting heads, but intimidated by the other. Yeah, they're uh, yeah they're together. Like well, we're friends, but he doesn't need me. Yeah, I don't need him. As they, as he said, I'm Superman, but he's Batman. Well, I'm Batman, but he's Superman. And it's like, exactly. you guys are both great. Just shake hands, hug it out. You're good. You guys both are too scared to tell each other that you love each other like a brother. So <laughs> that, that was the main problem. So, uh, but that was the end of the list from the DC comics website. Was there anything else that happened this year that you can think of that they didn't cover on here that should have been on the list? I was trying to think about this all day and I'm like, I think they really got it besides well, for me, if I want to dig deep, it was what was going on in Rebirth on the little things they had. Yeah. Well, like, uh, the button's not on here. The button storyline from back in the spring. But that's why I think they didn't put it on there because of the Doomsday Clock. Yeah. But that was a big story. Um, how Jordan and the Green Lanterns, once again, just seeing all the other Green Lanterns come into play in certain issues that stand out, I like that. Wonder Woman having a brother with the whole Doomsday uh, coming back. Um, I have to read those. I have those. Sitting there on, um, I have copies of them that I can't, that I haven't had a chance to sit down and read yet. Uh, Mr. Oz, we found out who he yes, was the in the action. Yes, the whole storyline. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm trying to go down the list. That really doesn't t- tie into Doomsday Clock at all. No. And that was the biggest theory, was that that was going to tie into Doomsday Clock. Um, I mentioned this to you at work, we got a new art design from, uh, for Aquaman in the books, and I thought that was great. And that, that is beautiful. The, oh, yeah, It's I a mean, flowing, almost painted style design. And it looks great, because, like you said, flowing. Mm-hmm. When, when I think of Aquaman, I want to open up the page, and I want to see it flow, because I've of been the underwater aspect. I've been surprised by a couple of books this season, this year so far, and some of them have been like 
Harley, I told you, was my big surprise. I'm still reading that every mm-hmm. week. But Aquaman and Green Arrow, both. I, and that's the other one I was going to mention. I love the whole Justice League mm-hmm. crossovers he was having throughout each I'm not, uh, I've never book. been one that liked political or social justice books or mm-hmm. anything like that, which Aquaman and Green Arrow have always traditionally been. Yeah. Aquaman is a political book about mm-hmm. the people running Atlantis. Yes. And uh, these books haven't felt like that. They've no, felt they like haven't. just great stories. Um, and all I really felt from um, Green, Lan- Green, Lan- Green-, Green Arrow was he speaks about it, but the books never focused on just that yeah. aspect. It's always like... This is what's going on in the it's world. It's almost like they've teased it a couple times because they've called him. A, oh, yeah. Other characters calling him a social justice warrior. Yeah, Wonder Woman has. Throws Green it off Lantern's called him that. <laughs> Everyone's called him that. But he keeps throwing it off, and he actually got uh, inducted into the Justice League, even yeah. though he turned them down. But when you need me, you, you have exactly. me. And I kind of feel like he took over that spot of what Batman used to do. Well, that was – the Batman used to do that, but that was also – remember, that was Green Arrow in Justice League Unlimited, Unlimited. the cartoon. Mm-hmm. He's like, he was like, you know what? I'm, I'm, I don't belong on this – Space station above the Earth, and I'm on the street. Yeah, as he I'll said, I work for the little you, guy. Yeah, when you need me, I'll be I'll be there. But <laughs> still, one of the greatest lines I love: I work for the little guy. And then um, Batman says, "Well, let me tell you like this: a lot of the big guys we deal with step on you're a little guy. Yeah. So where do you want to work?" Um, but yeah, those are some great things that came out of there. Um, a sad note: uh, well, they're not ending yet, but we did hear the ending of Cyborg and Superwoman. And Blue Beetle. And Blue Beetle. Um, but we do have eight new books coming this uh, this month also. Yeah. So, so I, And we'll get into those in a minute, in a little bit, because we're actually going to be talking about what they're calling the new age of DC superheroes. Mm-hmm. DC's new age of heroes, which includes these new eight new books. Mm-hmm. And also, we got the rogues back for Flash. I'm just looking oh, down yeah. my figures, trying to think of what was the big things out of Justice League, but that yeah, was the, another one. Flash ending with this rogue storyline that's going. We've got two issues of it already mm-hmm. done. And finding out that Captain Cold is still leading the rogues from Iron Heights, and they, their, ba- their base of operations is actually underneath Iron Heights. Yeah. They're tricking everybody into thinking they're still in prison. Um, and one last thing for me for was the best thing to come out of 2017 was the Looney Tunes and the uh, DC Hero crossover. Yes, those were great books. Yeah, I, 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 now those I bought varying covers of each. <laughs> <laughs> you would. I would. Uh, well, some of them came in by accident, like yeah. the Elmer Fudd. I didn't order that one. I just ordered the regular, and it came with i was like i'm fine with this and the other ones i'll just order like that now um but yeah for me that was the big uh big things that came out i don't know if there's anything else that popped out to you i think that covers most of it uh we've towards the end of the like in the when we're doing our comic reviews i'm gonna um, talk a couple things okay there's a couple characters that popped up out of nowhere in the last yeah. in the last two <coughs> or three weeks but we'll get to that when oh, we do the comic reviews uh, etrigan the demon and black lightning by the yes, way those are other two focuses. and dead man came back so those are three of my favorites so two from well the that ragman got his um six Sally, I, only bought, I only bought the one i don't know, mr it's miracle is just a great read um have you been keeping up with mr miracle i didn't read the last two issues but i bought them um okay. i got to issue three and just the art the tone, the in-depth psyche, just it's just a great read. Anybody out there that um just loves DC comics or comic books in general, I just say pick this up. Is it does it feel like a classic fourth world book or is it something different? Both. Okay. Um, it's taking a different tone with a fourth world character. Now, do they? Is it taking place mostly on like apocalypse and stuff or? Um, from where I got, I've it's had, a little I bit both. The first one that was it. It was on Earth, um, trying to get to Apocalypse, and that's really where I stopped. Okay. So, um, well, well, once see. you were done, mm-hmm. maybe you'll have to write up a blog and put it on the website. There you go. We go. do have your first blog on yeah. there. So, <clears throat> um, yeah, check out the uh, DC Holiday Special. If you, I'm sorry, not DC Holiday. Which one? It the was new the talent. New talent showcase is the one you did. Oh, that was another one that came out in 2007. Yes. That was. 
shout out to everybody that worked on the new talent showcase. You guys are great. Um, keep it up. If they can keep pumping out stories like that, a lot, to be honest with you, a lot of the stuff they put in there I like better than some of the other books throughout the year. Yeah. They were just good stories, and you can tell they were made by fans. Yes. Was the big biggest difference, I These think. These are people who love DC Comics, and that's why they got into trying mm-hmm. to do this DC this new talent showcase in the workshops. Yeah. So this was the second round of workshops they've done, and I like they're going to keep year's. this going for years to come. Yeah, I, I hope so. Um, give me a lot. I, <laughs> this is a wrestling reference. I feel like they're an NXT of DC yeah. Comics. Like. They're, everyone else is doing good, the but this system, yeah, and there's this new talent guys. You gotta look out for these guys. Been, wow, they'll knock your socks off. Exactly. Well, next up on the list, that was our that was the 2017 roundup of what's go, what's happened, what mm-hmm. um, what we liked, what we thought was okay, and our little memorials. A yeah, little bit. yeah. Well, we do have new news now. As of recording next week, on I believe it's the 16th, correct? What is Tuesday of next week? I don't have my uh, phone on, my phone on me. Give me just yeah. We're both as we both search our yes sixteenth. Now January sixteenth. That's a week from two from this Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're actually gonna get finally get the debut of Black Lightning on the CW. Yes. Um, whatever guys, what you guys watch is streaming. If you have cable, watch. You don't it. even or, have to have cable. The, you, you, the CW is one of those few yeah. networks. That have all of their uh, shows the day free after on the CW app. Yeah, everybody else is it like was, the next for the first week or the first two weeks. You have to actually sign in with a cable account. Mm-hmm. This you can the just CW, go straight up online free. and you got it right there. Uh, so please but, watch this. It's going to be a great series. Um, we're going to get into some of the things we just pulled out of there from this week. Well, the big news from this week is we actually have a second superheroes costume. Mm-hmm. And this is actually going to be, for the Black Lightning TV show, we have a costume for Thunder, which is actually one of his daughters. Um, now, I don't remember her which name it is. Hang on. Let me look it up. Do, do you, even ha- you don't even have it up yet. <laughs> I'm still trying to pull up everything from my computer um, crashed on me. Now, the costume it looks similar to Thunder's costume comic book look, but filtered through the lenses of this show. Now, this, the interesting thing is the same person who's doing the costumes for Black Lightning mm-hmm. is doing Titans. They have the mm. same costume design. I can see, to be honest with you, I can kind of see some similarities between that. Yeah, they just they have that just real life aspect of the comic book coming into real life. Um, that's something I still feel lacks with the other CW shows. Is the um, the co- I don't. It's yeah, they're going more I just don't of like feel, an armored leather look. Yeah, and it just ones. doesn't feel like the actual costumes from the comics. It's yeah. their own take on it. With this, I still feel like it's their own take, but I still can, it looks like it's jumping out of the book. Yeah. Well, there's a couple quotes in here. One is um, the thing that the thing is that being her older sister, there's some exciting things that um, Anissa is is discovering, but there's also some struggles that I, as the older sister, uh, want to shield your younger sister from going through. According to um, Williams, which is I missed the <coughs> name earlier. Uh, where, am I, where, I am I, where am I? Where am I? Uh, everything's pulled up. Now, what are you looking for, Full image. Anissa Pierce is actually who Thunder is. In the comics. And the actress playing her is... There we go. That's why I missed it. Uh, Nefesa Williams is playing Thunder. Now, that was... This is the... This was actually the quote from her. That, um, she's the older of the two sisters, and there are some struggles that I would keep her away from if I... And I would. So this is her costume as Thunder. Now, we were speculating because um, what was the other sister's comic book 
name? Uh, lightning. There, lightning. I think so it was Larry Thunder? Thunder and Lightning. Okay, so it's like we're wondering at some point we may get Lightning also. Uh, but, and as we know, as of right now, this show is not in uh, the Arrow universe. Not yet. That doesn't even, mean it won't stay that way. Even though the actors and actresses on the show would like for it to be. Yeah. Uh, well, look, as I said, Supergirl wasn't even part of the network, and they had a crossover. So, well, But you never know, because they keep, people have said that, but I don't know if it's official until we actually see it be official. What? They, um, that they're not part of the Arrow universe. We'll find out when we actually mm. see the show next week. Um, and, yeah, I just put up Thunder and Lightning images. Uh, the last time I saw Thunder on the show was with uh, the DC was this the DC superhero shorts that used to come on uh, Cartoon Network. Yes. Um, they used and, to play them in between episodes of, like, um, Young Justice and stuff. Yeah, oh, I love that's how we got Teen Titans Go. Everyone out there that does not like Teen Titans Go, that was the most popular show that they had on the shorts. So that's mm-hmm. why we got it. But, um yeah, Thunder is reappearing back in the um, on in TV as her live first live action role, along with Black Lightning. So I can't wait for this. Definitely gonna have to watch the show. Exactly. We'll, we'll, maybe we can have a whole episode just dedicated to that at one point, just all Black Lightning. Quite po- maybe we'll find um, out. Because what's coming out with this that same week? Is it all the shows returning that week? Or is yeah, it just... all the shows return that week except for Legends because okay. we're getting Supergirl Super, and yeah. Legends. Remember swapping well, back and forth. Maybe we can just do a TV heavy episode. Oh, we're going to have to because we're going to have to um, do full reviews. Now, we've discussed we're not going to probably do full reviews of every show on the CW mm-hmm. because there's all kinds of other podcasts out there that are doing great, a great job of each individual show. Yeah. So we're going to focus on just a general overview. We'll tell you when something <coughs> special happens or things like that, but there's so much news that out there other than just that. That we're gonna we're gonna focus on the general news, not mm-hmm. the reviews on the TV shows. Yeah, um, but like you said, if there's something but big, we will. we will go in depth for yeah. it. But if it's something we just like, everyone's watched this episode. Nothing big happened. Just let you know what I guess happened on there. Now, super friends, if you don't like that, if you think we should be doing our re- reviews of each show, uh, let us know at DC Superpowers Podcast at Gmail dot com. Let us know what you think. Maybe we should keep going with the reviews while we're going. Yeah, let us know. But another. DC TV shows premiering here in a couple of months. We actually finally got Sci-Fi's Krypton finally gets a premiere date. Yeah, and we've been talking about this, I think, for a year now or more. Um, we're, actually, were we talking about this before we even got Rebirth, me and you? Probably, yeah. See, Sci-Fi's been working on this for a couple of years Yeah, because we've been getting news from this for a while now. But um, we finally have a release date, uh, no, I guess um, air date for this. This is going to be March 21st on Sci-Fi. It does not say what time it will um, be out yet, but look out for it for this. Um, I'm trying to figure out what day of, is that going to be. Is that going to what day of the week? Is uh, can we meant to bring up the calendar? Uh, well, Wednesday. So that's going to be a Wednesday night, which is nice because that does not clash with any of the other superhero shows. Yeah, and I for because me, we got uh, Supergirl yeah. and or Supergirls on Mondays. Flash and Lightning, Black Lightning are on Tuesdays. This will be Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. Thursdays, Thursdays we Arrow. Arrow and um, Gotham. So Then Fridays are still open at the moment. Yeah. Hey, uh, DC, Fridays are still open. Mm-hmm. Hey. <laughs> um, but um, since this is going to be airing on Sci-Fi, uh, I'm going to have to watch it. But the biggest thing for me is trying to figure out what time is this going to come on because uh, I, I don't know how It'll Sci-Fi It'll be streaming on, the sci-fi's, um, on Sci-Fi, and then Hulu usually has it also. True. Most of the sci-fi shows end up on Hulu. Okay, so I we'll, believe we'll have, I'll have some way to watch this. I'm like, yeah. I have to get cable again. <laughs> so that's that one. The next one is news that we kind of saw coming, but it's the same thing we've been talking about for long, long time. Um, 
the Warner Brothers has stuck their fingers in the cookie jar again. Now we it was what about a year ago? It was yeah. We told everybody about John Berg and Jeff Johns being put in and charge we were of so DC happy film. about this because oh, of yeah. the work that both of them have had in the comic book world. Mm-hmm. Um, which, in my opinion, I think you can definitely tell from the movies just because of that comic book influence. Now, regardless of what had happened with the whole Jack Snyder thing, these people are doing what you want them to do, and then after things don't go the way you want, because you were the Warner Brothers were the yeah. ones to well. There's a lot of there's get a, their hands in there's there. A lot of um, there's a lot to be said that Warner Brothers may have kind of shot themselves in the foot with Justice League again by forcing it to be under two hours. Yeah, I mean they, I don't know, they had to cut a know. lot of stuff out of that movie. Uh, they messed up on Batman vs Superman for. Certain re- as I said, same me, thing. Cutting the story, yeah. For me and Ken, um, and I think a lot of people out there, they may not say this was the best movie of all time, but having the longer version was the better movie. Yeah, I never want to see Batman vs Superman again for two two and a half hours. I want to see the three hour version. Yeah, I've not watched the theatrical version since uh, I didn't either. Since it came I've watched out. the deluxe twice now. Yeah, or uh, director's cut twice now. I watched it more than that. But yeah, the director's cut is the or the extended cut is a much better film. Totally. Um, um, now. The John, Jeff Johns and John Berg were basically instrumental. Um, they got hired in and basically at the very end of Suicide Squad. Yeah. So that really didn't have their influence at all. Wonder Woman was up and running already. So Wonder Woman and Justice League were the two that they had a lot of lot more influence on. Mm-hmm. And so for me, that's if you're looking for actual proof how well the, they're doing, mm-hmm. Wonder Woman pulled over 800 $800 million worldwide. And I have a theory of why both these went okay. good and the other one had well, its ups and downs. Uh, Wonder Woman did eight over $800 million worldwide. Mm-hmm. Justice League did over $600 million worldwide. Yeah, still made a lot of money. still successful. Yeah. Even though critically, and a lot of people complained about it, mm-hmm. they still were what? monetarily a successful movie. They have not had a bomb yet. Yeah, and a lot of Suicide people... Suicide Squad made their money back. Yeah, and a lot of fans were even saying this is the right step. This is a right step in the direction of DC needs for their films because you can see the light hard tone to it. Um, well, Warner Brothers is doing another, a knee jerk again. Um, well, I just, real quick, I just want to say I think the reason why they're saying Justice League didn't do good, and this is the reason we're getting to this article, I just wanted to touch on this real quick. I think the reason Wonder Woman did really good and Justice League has ups and downs was because I don't think Warner Brothers had a lot of faith in Wonder Woman to begin with, to be honest. Warner Brothers did, no. DC and everyone else working on there did. So what happens usually in a studio when that happens? They let them, oh, if anything bad happens, this is your fault. Yeah. So we can just blame you. But usually that doesn't happen. Now it's like, oh, this did really good. We well, didn't we expect did this. Oh, Justice League? Oh, yeah, that's going to be our money builder. So let's dip our hands and just keep your our head over your shoulder and... Like mm-hmm. just let them ha- if just let them go just just let them go stop messing up stuff stop editing stuff taking stuff out shortening it that's all I had to say yeah. but anyways well continue. sure enough Justice Le- or um, as we've seen before Warner Brothers has overreacted yep and that's as they do they do knee jerk reactions mm-hmm. instead of letting it go and figure out if this is going to work work yeah they they've actually hit a reset button again. And they've actually restructured. Now we knew John Berg was gonna was moving on to become more of a producer role mm-hmm. and out of, but um, they've also moved Jeff, Jeff Johns, Johns into more of an advisory role. And when I when I hear advisory role from Jeff Johns, I kind of feel sad. It, I don't know. I'm not working there, Warner Bros. But I feel like they're like, yeah, we'll look at you if we need something. Mm-hmm. Don't mean we're gonna well, do it, thing, but you'll be here. This may make his life a little easier anyway. Yeah, he's already chief operating officer. I mean, this dude's got his hands full. Creative officer for DC. 
Comics. Mm-hmm. He's also the president, president and chief, chief of creative the, officer of the DC Entertainment. Yeah. If you watch all the DC Comics shows, yeah, he's got he's got some influence. Role. And you can definitely he tell he's in there with the writing and stuff on all those. And a lot of he's stuff. He's a very busy man. I think, in my opinion, too, a lot of the stuff that they wrote came out around the same, or they're doing on TV right now is a lot of stuff that he was a part of in the early 2000s. I just, like, I can feel that same tone I get from the books with him being there. He knew it. If he, if he wasn't working on the books, he was around it. Well, when they put, you got, um, the article we have here actually was, um, is from DCnews.com. And they said straight up, they pointed out here that, uh, Jeff Johns and John Berg were both put in charge of DC films, um, but they were never really given a chance that they deserved mm-hmm. to prove themselves since they actually came on board in the middle of productions and contracts that were already signed. Yeah. They never actually had the opportunity to guide the films with their vision um, and not to mention certain mandates by Warner Brothers that were beyond their control. Now, such a, such as the running time that caused Justice League to suffer. Yeah, um, and I, I didn't put it on here, but did you hear about the whole on, uh, fan petition uh, yeah, that's that. not going to matter. Yeah, I yeah. I know. But just one of those things that's just showing fans. We had, the, as we said, the extended version of mm-hmm. Batman vs. Superman. We could tell that there were so many scenes in there. It was cut out from the trailer even. Um, well, and I I might be wrong here, but I also heard some people got in trouble in uh, fire for doing that too. For doing what? Le- the trailer cuts and the people that was putting in the movie and cutting stuff out, which I think they should get in trouble for because yeah. like – why would you put that in the trailer and then not have it in the movie? Now you build up fans' expectations. Because they do things. it on purpose. Yeah. I, it was just a mess. No, a I don't know of, if it was on purpose, times, but it was just a mess. I don't know about that because a lot of times the reason you get deleted scenes and stuff in trailers that don't make it to the movie is because they're the trailers – uh, the film production company usually doesn't make the trailers. No, they don't. They don't. They take a certain amount of film that's mm-hmm. already ready to go, mm-hmm. and they hand it to a company to put, put together a trailer. a trailer. Yeah. So a lot of times, the final edit's not done for the movie. Right. Which or I get most, it. Anytime, they're not done with the movie. So it, um, if they find later that, oh, I need to cut this scene, well, it's already in a trailer. Well, that doesn't matter. The movie doesn't need that. Mm-hmm. There's uh, Rogue One was a classic example of that. Yeah. Star Wars Rogue One, because there was plenty of stuff in there in the trailers for that that never made it to the But film. Just Lee had way more things cut yeah. out of it than well some Rogue of that one. also was our initial trailers mm-hmm. came out when Zack Snyder was still, was still at the helm of it yes um I don't so, know but uh, and I don't know I feel like we're going to talk about this at some other point uh, yeah, as our episodes going, go by gonna... but uh, keep on reading the article well uh since it, according to Warner Brothers it was a financial disappointment for um Justice League they responded by um replacing Johns and John Berg with Walter Hamada Yep. Now, Walter Fuhamada was the production executive <coughs> for New Line for a decade, and um, because and of his connection with the horror film The Conjuring, Hamada also has a close relationship with the Aquaman director, James Wan. Also saying um, New Line is another branch off of what Warner Brothers uh, has, too. Uh, no, New Line was, wait. I thought before, that was a part of oh, Warner no, Brothers. Before New Line, uh, Hamada was the partner in H2F Entertainment, a vice president of production for Columbia. And ran development for MBST Entertainment. Okay. So um, but I just thought hopefully he's going to do well. But he's the stuff he's known for is um, really do uh, horror, horror movies. Films. Yeah, The Conjuring. Um, where is the another? I thought there was another one that he The Conjuring is the only one they mentioned here. Okay, I thought he did another. I might be wrong. Uh, but I know, uh, was it James Wan that worked on Insidious or something? I, I can't uh, One remember. of those, yeah. Uh, I think it was the Conjuring that Juan worked on. Was it okay? But um, what really, what Warner Brothers is trying to do, um, but they're not 
stepping away is um, Disney mm-hmm. has done something great in Warner Brothers, both in Marvel and in uh, Lucasfilm. In yeah. Marvel Films, they found Kevin Feige, mm-hmm. put him in charge, and stepped away and let him do his do what they asked him to do. I like that last part, what you just said. And stepped away. They, Lucasfilm, when George Lucas sold Lucasfilm to Disney, he named, or he helped them um, hire Kathleen Kennedy to take over the company. Mm-hmm. Disney has stepped back and let her run the company. That's all you really have to do. And you'll make successful Warner Brothers things. needs to learn that. Well, that, we've been saying that since this show started, that Warner Brothers needs to do that step away. Yeah, and as I said... Let these people make movies. That was a prime example. Wonder Let Woman. them tell superhero stories. And also, South of Zack Snyder. He produced that. Yeah. Now, Zack Snyder can do some great stuff. I don't like... I don't oh, personally here, like his directing. Here, yeah. Um, Walter Amada, here's what he's known for. Oh, that's... Uh, 47 that's Ronin. Yeah. It, he's a producer in all of this. Um, 47 Ronin. Uh, it... Into the Storm and Annabelle, um, the Conjuring. I believe Annabelle two. is where um, they, he met James Wan. Oh, okay, the, or they were working together. The Gallows, on Into the Storm, as I said, The Conjuring, um, Final Destination Five, Nightmare, A Nightmare on Elm Street, another Final Destination movie, Friday the Thirteenth. Uh, so yeah, he's basically known for horror. Yeah, um, which I'm not mad if a horror guy is going to take over and do all this stuff, but uh, I think the reason why Warner Bros. is doing this once again. Look at the big hit that it had. Look at the big hit the Conjuring's having. Okay. They're just trying to go after somebody that's doing good. Now, I'm worried because we might have the same thing. Just because you hire somebody that's doing something really good, if you guys won't leave them alone and let them do their job, the same result's going to keep happening. Yeah. Well, that's uh, they're just they've they don't have any trust in anybody. Say, well, the, the same thing that the executive board there has had for years. Yeah. All for years and years and years, they're a very old school club. And they're like, you know what? This is the way we do things. This is the way. We, this is the way you make movies. Well, this was the way you made movies in the forties and fifties. For me, I just don't understand if they're keep, if they keep saying something's not working, and they try something different. It's not working. Let's try something different. It's not working. It's not who you, you hire. Figure it it's out. you who needs to actually yeah. do something different, not who you're hiring. So. If they're not careful, eventually they're going to be owned by Disney. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that would be interesting. That we could finally get a crossover again <laughs> between yeah. our uh, superheroes on both uh, sides of the field. Well, staying in the movie field, we actually have some casting for uh, the Shazam movie. Some more casting. Yeah, there's. Uh, I, I got um, two different actors uh, pulled that I heard, and as I said, we don't know exactly who. I don't think this girl is going to be. Um, yeah, actress, we don't know who what her character is yet. Um. Let me help me out, Cam. If I'm uh, chopping her name up, okay. Uh, Fierth, uh, Her- Harmon. Fierth, yeah, probably Fierth Herman. Fierth Herman. Um, she's been cast as a younger actress in the new Suzanne movie. Yeah, we're now, not sure what it is. Uh, yeah, we we are not sure, but um, as it does a, say she'll reportedly be a friend of young Billy Batson in his yeah. gr- at a group home. Yeah. Um, and if anybody's been following New Fifty Two Comics, I remember me telling you also about that. She was a part of that whole um. Uh, Marvel family. I can't remember. Do you what the character was Shazam in Flashpoint? I don't remember what they called the rest of the kids. But uh, whenever they got, I think they were the Shazam kids or the Captain Marvel kids or something like that. Some, something like that. Well, she was one of them. Okay. And because that happened in Flashpoint, and we got the new Fifty Two, that was we thought at the time because of Flashpoint, they include those characters in cat uh, in the Shazam comic books, and she was one of those few children too because she was in flashpoint and she didn't really have a big role as a uh captain marvel making him captain marvel but she did get her own powers i think along with all the other kids at some point they kind of became his new um 
uh, Captain Marvel family, I guess you would okay, say. The Marvel, yeah, the Marvel family is one of them. Or a Marvel family, um, and she was one of them. So, Well, we do already have five other actors that we know are cast for this. Yeah, and that would be now, Freddie uh, that Freeman. Is Asher, well, Asher Angel is Billy Batson. Right, of course. Uh, Jack Grazer, <coughs> is, who was in It, is Freddie Freeman, mm-hmm. which is Captain Marvel Jr. Right. Uh, Ian Chen as Eugene Choi. Eugene Choi. Any relation to Ryan Choi? Maybe. I don't know. Okay. Um, Joven Armand as Pedro Pena, and Grace Fulton as possibly playing Mary Marvel. Mm-hmm. And we do know, remember we got um, Zachary Levi playing um, Shazam by himself, or Captain Marvel. Go. Okay. That's the character I, I think she's playing, and that's, that's them. Uh, well, huh. that's, all, that's all the young people being, that have been cast so far. Yeah. Um, I was just pulling up an image showing Ken some of the new 52 uh Captain Marvel. I should uh, read some movies. of that just to see what they did different with the story. Because didn't Jeff Johns write the new 52 Shazam? Jeff Johns, I love your writing and I love everything you do. And I see what you're doing here. But this is probably one of my least favorite um, Captain Marvel stories. It just didn't. I like the family, but Captain Marvel himself just didn't feel all the way like Captain Marvel. But yeah. um, it was still a good run, and I really love what he did with the family, incorporating them in there and still giving all of them powers, not just Mary Marvel and Captain Marvel Jr. Yeah. Okay, well, we've got one more person that's been cast on this. Um, let me look here. Okay. Victor Vasquez has been yes. cast in Shazam, and it says... He's going to be... Who's uh, he playing? He's playing the the um, foster dad. Oh, okay. Billy's um, foster dad. Wait a minute. Um, yeah, he's the foster father for Billy and all of his foster siblings, mm-hmm. which is Mary Bromfield, or that becomes Mary Marvel. Marvel, yeah. Uh, Eugene Choi, Darla Dudley, Freddie Freeman, and Pedro Pena. So he's got a foster dad for a whole bunch of kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you guys are wondering who the actor is that he's playing, he also plays in the Walking Dead series. Um, I'm trying to think of his name on here for Walking Dead series. Uh, who plays Jerry? I don't know. I don't know. I've not watched Walking Dead for the last couple seasons. I, I've watched I shows for Walking Dead. For uh, I just don't remember him. He might have been like one, two episodes. I don't know. Okay. Uh, but he's going to be playing the foster father of all the kids. Okay. Well, moving into comic book news, mm-hmm. this is actually some great news for DC, but it's interesting because um, seeing what he's doing here. Now, um, anybody who's not been following Brian Michael Bendis, now we mentioned, we've, he, we've already to... talk, covered that he is coming to DC. Actually, let's, let's talk about that too. Or let's just add that to our list of one of the best things come out in yes. 2017 was Brian Michael Bendis actually coming. Signing with DC. Yeah. Well, um, the, he's not quite done with Marvel yet. And I didn't realize until recently, I guess he's been in the hospital for the last month or so. Oh. He's been sick. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, uh, he wasn't able to finish up his Marvel contracts yet so he's actually um he's actually officially started with dc now but he's still going to continue and finish up his marvel runs while still working with dc hmm, okay which is basically the latest now this is not a new thing no there have been writers that have wrote for both for years i mean that's um, jack tom kirby king, well tom well, he king didn't he came write over to DC, art, but still he was, was still, in there tom king was still writing for marvel mm-hmm. when he um, came to dc jeff johns Jeff Johns worked for... I don't both. know if he was working both at the same time. Not at the same time, but just I'm just naming people that have yeah. well, been on both sides. On January 2nd, Brian Michael Bendis, if you follow his Twitter page at um, Brian Bendis, or Brian M. Bendis on Twitter, said, Daniel Craig voice, <laughs> Agent Bendis reporting for duty. Today is the day. I am officially a member of the At DC Comics family. I'm still working on my last Marvels 
because December was not my friend. <laughs> Thank you for all the for making this surreal journey so much fun. Um, art by at O E M I N G Oming. We can see who this. So is. I'm I'm clicking it to figure out who the heck that was. Ah, okay. So yeah, Bendis has started now. Bendis had a 20 year career with, no. or almost 20 year career with Marvel. <clears throat> And now he's coming to DC to work here. And now we know that. Now he's still um, he's currently writing Invincible Iron Man, Jessica Jones, Defenders, and Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, I think he's I think he hurt on DC. I think he hurt a little bit with that. I know uh, Spider Man. They're trying to figure out some new stuff over there. Yeah. Um, so with him uh, making this step over here, we really like, I don't think we need it, but. We're always arms uh, welcome for him because he's Brian Michael Bendis. Mm-hmm. Now, um, it does mention here that um, Tom King, when he first came over to D.C., was was writing Omega Men, Sheriff of Babylon, and Vision all at the same time for both different for the two different companies. Companies. Now, Bendis um, recently revealed that his last comics are actually going to be coming out from Marvel, um, but could be up to six months from now that you're still getting Bendis stuff. Mm-hmm. So if I know we're excited about it, I can't wait for them to announce what the first thing he's working on. Yeah, we're still trying to speculate what is it going to be. Is it going to be a soul title? Is it going to be a team title? um, The Justice League that we got, um, Christopher Priest wrote the latest issue of Justice League, which I'm not a huge fan of Priest, but it was a pretty good title. But I think Justice League needs a strong hand to jump in there and actually do something good. Um, Yeah, those are... I mean, you both have spoke about this, but for me, this is one of the weaker books that um, Rebirth has, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, it Which got it just recently the, um, been getting better. Yeah, that, right and now. that yeah, and that's the thing that's really weirding me out. It's like you guys are the top. You're top of the line, mm-hmm. and I can read a Flash book that's better than Justice League. I can read a Cyborg book that's better than Justice League, so on and so forth. Well, I don't know about. I, I'm not a fan of Cyborg, so yeah. Well, <laughs> just Beast Boy being in there. I'm just saying each one of their individual characters yeah. having their own title it's to be better than the team title. Yeah. It seems like, in general, Justice League has been trying to find its footing still. Yeah, and I thought they were doing really like good. Like 35 issues in, 36 issues in. Yeah. Um, now, the the story, we were enjoying the story with the, the kids. kids from the future. Mm-hmm. The, the, the future Justice yeah, the League. the future Justice League, where it was their kids yeah. from an alternate future. That was a fun story. Very fun. I love that. That was my that favorite was one a, we passed that, from Rebirth That's why Justice so League's been hit or miss. Yeah. So, uh, But moving up next is, now we talked about... Three titles that were getting canceled in June. They're fin- or in January. They're I, finishing up their run. Superwoman's finishing up his run, which I've enjoyed. Which is so Super sad Woman. because that's because they're been, called from the Bat yeah. Family and Detective Comics for Superman. To the super, uh, the Superwoman has been basically everybody. That's the House of L. Yeah, it's all the Superman family. Yeah, because you've had you have Lana Lang as Superwoman. Mm-hmm. You have uh, Steel. Steel's in there. Um, the Guardian is in there. Guardian has been in there. Uh, who else the Atomic Skull is like their call from what's going on. Clayface, Maggie Sawyer. Um, so it just but, saddens me. <laughs> they should keep this thing going. But since the um, those three titles are um, dropping, we actually, if you go to the DC Comics Twitter page, they actually tweeted out a trailer. And it's not for the um, New Age of DC Heroes. And it's not long, Troy. You guys don't have to sit through yeah. like two minutes, not even a We're whole minute. Gonna, I'm not planning on playing it here because it's 28 but, seconds long, guys. Oh wow. Well. It's basically introducing the eight new titles that are coming out this month. Now, the eight titles are Damage, The Silencer, Sideways, The Terrifics, The Immortal Men, Curse of Brimstone, The New Challengers, and The Unexpected. Now, um, these are going to be manned by an all-star team um, of trail 
uh, all-star team. Trailblazing artists such as Jim Lee, Philip Tan, Ivan Reese, Andy Kubert, John Romita Jr., Tony S. Daniel, Kenneth Rockefeller, and Ryan Sook are going to pair up with the legendary writers like Jeff Lemire, Scott Snyder, Dan Abnett, Ron, or Robert Venditti, Dan DiDio's writing some of this, Steve Orlando, Justin Jordan, and James Tinney and the Fourth. Yeah, so that's a, that's a of, huge yeah, lineup. Yeah, basically that's all happening. of DC's writers and artists are in on this. Um, and this is going to be characters that's new and some old. Yeah. Um, now, let me look. I'm not sure if it's in the back of here. A lot of the books that we've had in the last couple, if anybody's been reading the books, a lot of the books in the backs have had introductions for these bo- for these titles. Actually, yeah, right like there. right here. Um, yeah, they got the now, new I'm not going to read of, the whole thing on all of these. Yeah, they got the new age of DC heroes. And also yeah. on the next page, you see the DC universe just got bigger, incorporating people or characters like Green Lantern, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman uh, with these new characters. And they're all staying right beside each other. Um, now, it's interesting because some of these... Sound familiar, but maybe yeah, not like Mr. Terrific. Um... Well, maybe not from DC. Mm. Let me read to you what it says about damage. Okay, Ivan Elvis Avery is just wanted to serve his country. Instead, he's been changed into a monster, tasked by the government's own or by the government's own living, breathing, or tasked as the government's own living, breathing, ticking time bomb. Ivan retains no control when he's the monster. Ta- when the monster takes over. Now, um, the, beast is, the beast is cheaper than a n- nuclear warhead and twice as effective. <laughs> and Ethan fights to rein in the damage he unleashes when it springs free for one hour a day. Hmm. With everyone around him in danger, Ivan struggles to contain the damage he inflicts on the DC Universe. Hmm. Sound familiar? Yeah, with this whole time. Except I'm maybe thinking, not with just the hour, the hour time, time limit. Time limit yeah, um, this, is, this sounds like basically DC's new version of the, the Incredible Hulk. Hulk. Yeah. Um, um, on both sides, because the whole working for the government, too, that took a little bit out of Red Hawk yeah. because he was a general mixed in with what we get with Bruce Banner. Now, but real quick, the Silencer, damage. I read about Silencer, and she's basically an assassin who's um, the greatest, like, the way they describe her in this, she's even a better assassin than Deathstroke. And she's been uh, working so far under the radar that no one knew she existed. Oh, that's how good she is, because no one knew she existed. Exactly. That's what you call a good assassin. Well, and she's actually retired, and she's... Uh, brought back out of retirement by Talia Al Ghul. Interesting. Well, of course, if you're working with the uh, Demon's Head's daughter, you no one will know She's about you. You're an so. assassin, too, yeah. Uh, Sideways is an interesting new character that basically it sounds like she, he opens breaches in dimensions. Now, he looks the coolest to me just he from his almost, style. He almost got a Spider-Man look to him. He got a Spider-Man slash Flash feel to him. Yeah. Um, now, he's a junior high, or he's a high school junior. Oh, of course he's in high school. Uh, now, all of these books are coming out of the world of Dark Knight's Metal. Yeah. Um, during the events of Dark Knight's Metal, high school junior Derek James accidentally fell through a rift into the dark matter dimension. Now with Sideways, he can create rifts in midair to leap through dimensions at will. But with that much power comes great liability, and tears are starting to form, or tears are starting to form in the fabric of space of the space-time continuum. Now the next one, the Terrifics. This is. Uh... I think next week we're gonna. I'll go ahead and read the descriptions for all four of these. Okay. Because then next week we'll cover the next four. Okay. Um, I was just gonna say the Terrifics are DC's answer to the missing Fantastic Four exactly. right now with Marvel. So if you guys want a team of four members that become a family, mm-hmm. you have the um, Terrifics. That's not me taking a shot. That's literally what yeah. articles were talking about of why they're doing this. Exactly. Stuff. Well, the Terrifics is bound together by fate and un. And united by the spirit of exploration 
and hope uh, for tomorrow. The Terrifics are bound from the are bound from the mo- dark multiverse of metal. When Mister Terrific, Metamorpho, Plastic Man, and the Phantom Girl <laughs> find themselves literally bound together by a tragic accident, our team of unlikely allies must rely on one another to make their way home or back home. But a startling revelation in their return trip brings them face to face with a new mystery. Where in the universe is Tom Strong? Hmm. And also it says here, Terrifics allow... Um, this was by uh, Jeff Lemire said, The Terrifics allow me to do big adventures on an old school Kirby style, but with a modern uh, stability. Sensibility. Sensibility. Now, yeah, the Terrifics are being done by Ivan Reese and Jeff Lemire. Sideways is Kenneth Rockefeller, Dan Zadio, and Justin Jordan. Uh, Silencer is being done by John Romita Jr. and Dan Abnett. And Damage is Tony S. Daniel and Robert Venditti. So then next week we'll actually cover the Immortal Men, the Curse of Brimstone, the New Challengers, and the Unexpected. So, But that's what's coming up from the um, that New Age of DC Heroes. Mm-hmm. Check out, if you just search the New Age of DC Heroes um, trailer, yeah. you'll find their the trailer on YouTube or anywhere else and that you can say find you videos. You can also find it on DC's YouTube, or DC's Twitter. So, And the last news story we have is actually one that you had up here. Yes, um... This, this is I was one, kind of surprised. Yeah, this is one we're going to get deeper into uh, when we do Metal. I was trying to figure, or not Metal, and Doomsday Clock. I was trying to figure out if we should hold off and do the story along with Doomsday Clock because we're going to talk about it in there. Well, we're doing Doomsday Clock after this anyway. Oh, okay. It's going to be the first one. All right, well, let's talk about it right now in Doomsday Clock 2. As we said, spoiler heavy, guys. Um, you confirm the very important canon in the Dark Knights uh, universe and the whole DC universe. Um, we see Ozymandias and Rorschach coming into the DC universe, the world we know of taking place in Rebirth, and they pass Joker's uh, carnival that was in um, The Killing Joke. Okay. We also got a little bit of this confirmed, but we just didn't understand it at the time. I didn't realize that was the Joker's carnival when I read it. Um, yeah, it's the same panel. If I After we get done recording, I can pull or get yeah. the uh, Killing Joke and pull it up. But... Um, we kind of got a little hint of that too. Just we didn't know what the heck we were reading, but this confirmed it. Uh, when Batman was in his uh, cave in um, Rebirth issue number one, there was three Jokers. Yeah. This was one of the Jokers. Oh, okay. So I don't know how this is working. I don't know if this will stay canon, but as right now, he is in the universe. Huh. So um, we'll we'll see what happens. Well, we there. do know um, if you've been reading through Batgirl or Batgirl: The Birds of Prey. Mm-hmm. They've dropped enough that she was Oracle, Oracle one once point. before, which she means... She had, I think, surgery or an implant mm-hmm. or something. Yeah, that the fix, and that's back. what happened in New 52. Um, so, so Oracle was... Because the killing joke, actually... It was always was actually in canon, if you think about it. Because, because of Oracle? that's how we got Oracle. Oracle, yeah. It was because of the killing joke. But it was one of those things where... What is the story? The whole story canon. And as you said, we've had hints of it before. Yes, it felt like it was canon. So many people use that Joker origin as his main origin. Yeah. We don't know if that's because he did go crazy or he was just telling about it. Like, I, Or I was that like, his real one and everything else is. I kind of like the idea knowing. of what they did in um, Dark Knight Rises where the Joker keeps telling or Dark Knight, the yeah, Dark, Dark Knight. Yeah. But um, how he every, – every time he tells his origins, a, d- a totally different, different story. Yeah. So you never know what's real. When that happened, I was like, am I supposed to know which one's true? You're not supposed I to know. I have no idea. They, I talk to you about it like they, years after watching it. They also did that in the animated series if anybody yeah. remembers that because remember when Harley Quinn was sitting down uh, in the um, therapist meeting? He would say, oh, my dad took me to the carnival, and he never let me get the toy I wanted. And then Batman told her this. He's like, but, he's like, this one? Or was it this story? Or was it the time he did it? Because it's like Joker always comes with these different ways yeah. of how he became the Joker. 
Um, but I really feel like this was the main story that did turn him into the Joker. Everything else we hear are made-up stories, but yeah. this is the main one, and I hope they keep it like that. But still, right now, I'm reading this article and it's saying it's canon. Just because they have this um, carnival doesn't still mean was doesn't it mean the canon. Whole story. Yeah, it was the whole well, story canon. Actually, I think it would confirm more because, like I said, we've had... Barbara Gordon Barbara was been an oracle. oracle. Yeah. So she was shot and put Some, into a wheelchair. Right. But these were all uh, things... We have the Joker's Carnival here. Now, I think what happened at, in the Killing Joke at the end did happen. I do believe that is canon, but I'm talking about his origin. Because yeah. the Killing Joke for well, everyone... The origin, like I said, I like the... Personally, mm-hmm. I like to think there is no origin for Joker. Right. Because he's going to tell it different right. anyway, anyway. depending on how he wants to feel. Right. And like I said, that's me. That's just my thing. What happened in the Killing Joke did happen. I believe that's truly canon. But as far as what his origin story was that wasn't a Killing Joke, I don't know if that, that was, was really happening. another story. story. Yeah, that's the way I look at it. But um, that's the end of our news stories for we this week. And that actually leads right into our reviews. Doomsday Clock number two. Now, um, we're going to do our reviews a little bit different. Is I don't want to... Um, once again, uh, we married. usually go... <laughs> yeah, you have more than one cover. <laughs> yeah, you wanted to spend more money. Yes, I did. I had to. <laughs> I'm, I'm still salty I didn't get that Rorschach uh, lenticular cover. When it yeah. just showed him having all the trendy on his face. I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> well, we're going to um, go through these not page by page or panel by panel like no. we have been. <coughs> now, there are times we're going to get close, get up in tight. Yeah, I mean, there's but some stuff in here that we're going to have to get really, really close yeah. to. But this is a longer book, too. Well, the first one is actually telling a story. It's um, Mime and Marionette, right? Mm-hmm. And it's basically them getting dressed but telling a story of how they when they got caught. Yeah. And uh, the interesting thing is when I first saw this, in the very beginning, they're actually go back to the that, first page. The, the, the little the bottle of um, perfume. perfume. Tell me that doesn't look like an Oz button. No, it looks like the Oz button, like the button from that the or the tattoo and the uh, tattoos that the followers of Oz had in the you, Oz story. You want to know something really funny looking? In this one, that is a button because there's no perfume spray uh, top on there. I don't. In the I think second they just one, didn't put it in there. They probably didn't, but. Jeff Johns mind just trolled us a exactly. little bit. <laughs> so, but it looks like the button that they were using, using in, in the Oz storyline. Um, and who knows? Maybe that's where he got his idea from. We don't it's know. Possible. Maybe. Maybe. So, uh, but you get Mime and uh, Marionette telling the story of how they got caught, basically, and them robbing the bank. Mm-hmm. And you keep on going through here, and it's basically talking about uh, heroes showing up on the scene. As, and this is in the... Uh, Watchmen universe. Yes, this is Watchmen universe. This isn't the main DC mm-hmm. continuity right now. And it now. shows how they, how did they actually get caught? Was Doctor Manhattan deemed it worthy of them being caught? Is the way they kind of, the kind of the way they frame it. Yeah, and just to sum it up for you guys real quick here, they were in the bank. They um, won the money, and no one was giving up except for this. Uh, uh, I wouldn't call him a cashier, would I? No, bank teller. A bank teller. Yeah, the one t- bank teller was she scared to death, but the, they were she, looking the other way, so she was able to hit the silent alarm. Right, which she hit the silent alarm, but at this point, her boss is being mean to her because she are telling them what they need to hear. Where's the vault? Yeah, they're What's asking the him, how do you get into the vault and all this stuff? And, he, and her, the bank manager just says straight up, "That's a time lock. We can't get in." Yeah, and they they get right up in her face and is like, and she's like, "No, that's a lie." Yeah, he can get in there. And then this is where he threatens. I mean, this is one of those guys where I would have to find another job because he is just a yeah, mean a piece of trash. Um, and then when he points his finger at her, um, Marionette chops his finger off. And then she's like, okay, well, now that that's all done, can you please give me the code? He's like, I can't do it by giving it to you. I have to use my hand. She's it's like, a hand biometric lock. Right. She's like, well, which hand is it? The hand of the finger that you just cut off. She's like, well, has anybody found a piece of his finger? <laughs> yeah. 
Well, then, because we have Marionette is actually, um, Marionette and Mime were both released. Rorschach went to prison, got them out mm-hmm. to help Ozymandias, because Rorschach is working with Ozymandias. Yes. And it's not the original Rorschach. This is this one is that's a, new a little, Rorschach. little we, farther off than the original one. Uh, yeah, as we talk. Because the original one was off. Yeah, um, <laughs> both of them are really off, but this one's off more because he's not the original. So I don't know what kind of... This is It's kind of scary if yeah. you think about it too much. Well, <laughs> they um, get into Owlman's ship, mm-hmm. and they realize... Um, I believe, if I remember right, Ozymandias is trying to bring... Dr. Manhattan back to the world and by they the, need him because the world's going nuts. And by the way, when they're in this bank, as you said, because Dr. Manhattan let them be called, this is our first time seeing Dr. Manhattan uh, yes. in this uh, – And he's wearing trunks. Kind yeah. Of. He's not naked, guys. He, he's wearing – as long as he's covering up his junk down there, yeah. I'm, I'm cool with it. <laughs> um, and then he sees a picture of the baby that they have, and he – seems like he has, once again, heart because Dr. Manhattan is not evil. He just has a god complex. Exactly. That's because he has the powers of God. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, you know. But um, but we he, find... He still has his humanity, though, I noticed when he saw the picture of uh, their ch- their child. Mm-hmm. It gave him hope once again. Well, we know right now they're racing. We know from the first one. They're racing. That basically, uh, the wor- powers of the world, all the nuclear powers, have basically their fingers on the button ready mm-hmm. to launch. Yeah. And the launch codes have already put in. They have a countdown till the world basically is going to be destroyed. Mm-hmm. Ozymandias realizes the only way to fix this is to get Dr. Manhattan. Right. That's the only possible way he can so, think of. He even has the Dr. Manhattan button. Yeah. Well, they he real, they realize that Dr. Manhattan, the reason he's been missing for so long is he's gone to another world. Mm-hmm. Which we know from the DC Rebirth that that is the other world of um, of the actual the DC universe. Universe that he's uh, connecting that he's himself been to. So they took the owl ship. Um, Owlman's sh- ship modified it so he could um, follow the uh, quantum fingerprint, is what they called it, to allow them to actually travel between the worlds. And they're racing. As the missiles are coming in, they're racing to take off. And as they're about to um, get through the launch, the nukes go off mm-hmm. and it starts messing with them. And then we get into, flip over to another page, and you have Mr. Wayne taking an inkblot test. Yes, a Rorschach test. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought this was really cool. And th- it's still funny here because he's still lying. <clears throat> For all yeah. the tragic events that happened in his life, it looks like a bat to me here. But Bruce Wayne's telling him it looks like a bow. Then he sees, like, a murder of uh, two his parents with him in the middle. He says it looked like a yacht. Then he sees a bat again and says it's a speedboat. So, yeah. Well, th- and then we find out, because he talks to Lucius after that, that this is actually mandated by the council of Wayne Enterprises to make sure that he's fit to run the company. Yeah, make sure he's not uh, going off the deep end. That's but, a lot of stress he deals with, owning yeah. a billion-dollar company. But you see, the rest of the city, much, a lot of people in the city are protesting um, Batman and just superheroes in general. And it looks kind of like what we're getting was happening in Doom or in the Watchmen world. Mm-hmm. So, it looks um, like a mirror image. But then you see in the clouds a bat symbol... Then two eyes come out of it, and then the owl ship comes breaking out, and they crash land in the carnival, which we found out from our last story was actually Joker's carnival. Mm-hmm. From Alan Moore. Exactly. Um, and they're landed, they're a little dizzy, a little knocked out here, and um, Rorschach's going a little crazy here once he wakes up, and he almost gets ready to strangle Ozymandias, and we get a name of who this um, Rorschach may be. He says, stop it, you remember... Rorschach, Rorschach, Reggie, it's me, remember? Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, what happened? So we now know that this new uh, Rorschach is named Reggie. Have no idea who yeah. this is still, but 
If you guys can find out who Reggie is, let us know. I heard a lot of stuff going online. I can't remember what his therapist's name was or the guy who was giving his psychoanalytical whatever yeah. BS um, for Rorschach when he was in jail uh, in The Watchmen. Yeah. Um, there, people were saying maybe that's his son because of the impact it took on him. His son knew about Rorschach, and now he wants to be Rorschach. That's just a theory. No one knows if that's true yeah. or not, but that's really what I've heard going around right okay. now. For me, I'm just like, I have no idea who this character is. I'm waiting to see. <laughs> well, after they crash land, um, Rorschach and uh, Ozymandias need to go find Dr. Manhattan, basically. is the reason they came mm-hmm. here. So they actually handcuff Mime and Marionette to the wall. I mean, they can help them, but they're also villains, so yeah. you don't want to let those guys out on a free time. Well, we're gonna need, you're going to need them later. That's you are going to need them later. The same thing Batman would do when he would get Harley. You're crazy, mm-hmm. but I need your help. But I don't trust exactly. you right now to be left alone. <laughs> but um, So they head out into the city, and... Uh, oh, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um, they head out into the city... With his cat. ...finding some of the changes. With uh, Ozymandias' cat. And supposedly the only reason she's there is because she's going to be the compass to help them find the Dr. Manhattan. Mm-hmm. But they find um, some of the changes in the um, between the two worlds, things like um, certain things, certain movies that were made and they were a little bit different, things like that. But and they find out they are in Gotham. Yes, which we know from the the Joker's carnival. The carnival. But they do find out that um, Rorschach wants to know. Okay, where do we start looking? And Ozymandias says, "Well, with Hemingway, Wolf, and uh, Mayakovsky, they see the Gotham City Public Library." And while he's in the public library, he starts doing a little bit of research. His head is still hurting him because, remember, guys, he has a tumor in his brain. Um, and they are looking up the two smartest people on the planet. The third one would be Mr. Terrific, but the mm-hmm. two before him are Lex Luthor and Bruce Wayne. Exactly. So they basically do a little split up here. Rorschach's, of course, going to go to Wayne Manor. Yeah. While well, they I, need the help of one of the of one of the smart, uh, at least one of the smartest minds mm-hmm. to help them. I believe they are still looking for Doctor Manhattan. Yes. Correct. Yes. And they also do find out when they're looking through this, this world, one of the major differences is there are superhumans everywhere. Everywhere. Because in the Watchmen universe, those were costume heroes. But they're but not they superhuman, superhuman powers, no. Uh, the whole idea of the Watchmen were what if these people with a little bit more ability than a normal person get some mm-hmm. costumes and dress up. Not we got powers like a god. Yeah, it's a lot more realistic. Real world is what. The yeah, Watchmen that's were. why there when you had Doctor Manhattan, that's why he was such a big deal to the Watchmen. And here you have Superman, you got Flash, you got Green Lantern, you got Aquaman, you got Wonder Woman, you got Martian Manhunter, you name it. And it's like there's a character with this power. Yeah, well, we find Rorschach actually goes to Stately Wayne Manor, mm-hmm. and he gets there and sees on the kitchen counter pancakes, pancakes, and it's Good Morning Bruce from Alfred. So he sits down in the library and eats pancakes. So we just heard in the last issue, he exactly. loves his pancakes. So he starts searching the house looking, and he sees a clock, but something's a little weird because it's in the middle of the bookcases and there's just a clock in there. So he strikes a match. There's a breeze coming from around this clock. So he opens up and, oh, finds a stairway. As a bat- So as he's going down the stairway, Batman is interrogating some guys. Mm-hmm. I believe, yes. He's interrogating some guys, and um, Rorschach sets off an alarm, and that's all we hear from that. Then we switch over to LexCorp. And this is where Ozymandias is going to talk to one of the other smart billionaires in the world, which, just like him, I see a mirror image Mm -hmm. from Ozymandias to Lex Luthor. And this is a little different. This doesn't look like basically the Lex we've been getting in the book so far. No, this is going back to old Lex. Lex. Yeah. 
Um, so I'm well, wondering if towards the end of this series, that Lex is gonna we're gonna end up getting the classic Lex in the ball, in the regular. Well, to be, for me personally, to be honest with you, I thought this might be tied in for what happened in action because remember we had a broken Lex, yeah. by Mister Oz. Yeah. So we don't know. So, where... like I said, they may be going that that way in the regular books. We right. have Twelve issues of this coming, so we got a year before this is over. Mm-hmm. So, and also we don't know where exactly Lex's heart is now, because after uh, Mister Oz basically told Lex, "You're just a dumb human. I don't care mm-hmm. how smart you are. You're still a human." He might have went back to being what he remembered, just being that human. Stop trying to be like Superman. Just be what you know you are. Um, so he has a proposition for him. He tells him. Um, he wants him to help him because he's the smartest man alive, and he wants his curiosity on something. And now we're uh, back to um, Mime and uh, – help me out. I'm forgetting her name. Marionette. Marionette um, back there, and, of course, they're doing their Mime thing. She's communicating with him since he can't talk, and I think they're going to well, get off looking, this. He asked straight up – she asked him straight up, did you bring your lockpick? Yeah. And he does the thing about the Mime's having a lockpick in his hand, and mm-hmm. she grins. So somehow I'm thinking that actually will work as a lockpick, even yeah. though it's nothing there. They'll get out at some point. And you get Ozymandias and Lex, and Lex says, you got about 30 seconds till the security shows up mm-hmm. to, get, to get my attention. As they're talking, um, Ozymandias tells him that I'm from another world. All these things have happened. Which, um, which Lex isn't, you, uh, is not um, new to it. He's, he knows there's people in other worlds. Exactly. He's had encounters with them before. Um, wait, let's see here. Uh oh, and then he gets up. Okay, well you, um, he's basically telling Ozymandias the whole story of um who so, Ozymandias is. Yeah. he says you're surprised that humanity hasn't stayed united after because remember Ozymandias united humanity by killing, killing millions, millions of people. people. Well, um, uh, and well then, he he basically says if you believe in me and if you want to come help me, I will uh achieve everything you want. And then, as we see, it's this little monologue going by, and it's, um, he must be a monster. The only monster that would keep trophies like this, and he's talking about Batman yeah, right now. Yeah, you get Rorschach looking through the cave and seeing all the trophies he has. Um, tokens of the prizes of victims, how many of Kovac, um... Which he doesn't how realize. caught so many animals. Which he doesn't realize, though. Rorschach and, um, Batman, as we call, very similar to each other. They are a mirror image. I always yeah. saw Dr. Manhattan and Superman, Rorschach and Batman, Lex Luthor and Ozymandias. Well, it was weird. But the big and difference wasn't, is... Um, Owlman and Rorschach combined together combined with Batman? Both combined Batman, yeah. Where, um, like, the question was Rorschach also. Yeah, um, but the difference between what Rorschach and Batman have is Batman does not kill his villains like Rorschach does. Yeah. So as Ro- I can see why Rorschach's going through here and he's seeing, oh man, he must be a monster. He's got a lot of trophies. Just because he has trophies doesn't mean he killed those mm-hmm. people. He just put them in jail. Well, they- then we get back to the um, office with Ozymandias and uh, Lex, Lex, and they're talking back and forth, and all of a sudden, there's a shot comes through. Mm-hmm. It clips Ozymandias in the shoulder and then um, hits Lex in the side. And he says, last... You see a smoking gun. You know, he says, last time... Um, I saw you, I was drunk, and then Ozymandias looks shocked and is like surprised and says, impossible. He's been around. It's the comedian. Yep. With his button intact. Yes. Then we get to see Rorschach turns around. You see the Rorschach test, and then you see Batman facing off the Rorschach in front of the penny. And that was actually Rorschach's mask that he sees when he sees the gun is the Mm -hmm. first thing that Batman saw in this issue when he was going through the test of the Rorschach test. The only thing we get is... You ate my breakfast from Batman, and Rorschach says, yes, I did. <laughs> and that's it. And then you see the empty handcuffs on the last panel. And, now, um, did you read also, the last couple pages on this? That's what I was going to say, guys. You, if, um, if you're out there and you're reading these uh, books, 
and you're a comic book fan, read the last issues here whenever you have like the news articles from the newspaper and or I guess on the internet. On the tablets, yeah. Because it's basically telling you what's happening in the DC world right now. Um, there's a new theory on constant, on the concentration of metahumans in the United States that yeah. raises questions about the secret origins. Origin. Yeah, and it's basically, now let me know if I'm wrong, it's basically that America has made the government to give these characters powers. Yeah, that's the idea that um, someone put out the theory that the American government has made all these superheroes. Superhero. Yeah, because it's like, and this is something that I like that they brought up because as a comic book fan, and I, I think I've talked to you about this, I think I've talked to you about this, why is it that every time we get a alien invasion on Earth, it's America that saves the day? It's We know the why. Superheroes. But- <laughs> yeah, and it's the superheroes from here that save the day. To be honest, I doubt all of Earth's heroes, unless you do have Superman on your team, that can stop every single terror coming from out of our world we don't know nothing about. Well, they're calling it the um, Superman theory, I believe. Well, Superman theory is superhuman theory. The Superman theory. So, and then the the other article that they put on here was multiple arrests at LexCorp following accusations of industrial espionage. Mm -hmm. And it's basically um, LexCorp trying to steal all of um, Bruce Wayne and Wayne Enterprises' Uh, research into metahumans. Yeah. And then another question I had when I was reading this, why is it, though? We have the Superman of China, but we just got that. Mm-hmm. We've had... No, why is it always... Because... Because of America. Why do we always have the ones heroes? reading it to start with. I, I get that, but I lo- <laughs> that's what I'm saying. In, I, in world, I don't know why. Yeah, that's why I thought it was really uh, cool for DC to get that yeah. little theory out there, because, like, you notice this, right? Uh-huh. Well, the next one, this is weird because we're going to be ending on the one that's a little of a downer. I will, not a downer, but not as, quite as good. I was going to well, say, that takes place this, after the one we're doing here. That's this is after? after? Yeah, that came out the week after well, Metal. Well, I know it's after, but I say let's do this second so it can make sense of what we get in Metal. That really doesn't affect what's happening in Metal, actually, if you look at it. Oh, yeah, it shows what happens at the end. At, yeah, at the end of Metal, you get to that. So, so we'll let's explain, get to that okay. one last. We'll explain what happens First thing we're that doing weird, is, shocking ending. <laughs> Dark Knight's Metal number four. And it starts off telling a story. Oh, and it's basically of just catching it's you up to where we've been. Yeah. Remember in Dark Knight Metal number three, we left off with uh, four teams out trying to find any nth metal they can find in the entire universe. You have um, Kendra Saunders, Wonder Woman, and Doctor Fate going to the Rock of Eternity to try to get the nth metal there. Mm-hmm. You get Aquaman and Deathstroke going to the um, beneath Atlantis for a. Um, chest or a, a treasure trove of, of nth metal. Of chess, but yeah, um, chest of uh, nth metal. You get Greenland or Hal Jordan, Mister Terrific, and the Plastic Egg. I think Not Plastic Man, it. but Plastic Egg, going to uh, Thanagar mm-hmm. or trying to find Thanagar to get nth metal there. And then the last one, you get the Flash and Cyborg searching the multiverse for any help they can find. I like how you get Cyborg and Flash looking once yes. again for something. And actually, if you look at the bubbles here, you can see who's telling the story. Oh yeah, we'll get to, well, we'll get to him in a second. But um, the story is being told, and it's, it's the whole this whole issue starts with "Once Upon a Time." Mm-hmm. But then we flip up the other part of the teams that are out there is Bruce and Clark are in the dark universe still because Bruce has been taken captive because he was the way that Barbados is going to be able to come through to the, our world, right? And Bruce or and Clark they need to power their um, battery, battery. So they have their key and they have their battery right now. Now. We know the Dark Batman. Most, of the, many of them are on our Earth already. Right, but there are Dark Supermen here too. Yes, and right and now it's funny because one of the Dark Supermen they show is the Electric Blue Superman. Yeah, well, we yeah, but we get um, the Electric Blue Superman and then Superman the, in a Lex suit, the right. Lex power suit, the classic green and purple power suit with an S on it, and then a Nightmare Superman in a bat suit. Well, it's not just a bat suit. It's the the Dark Knight Returns bat suit. Oh, okay. And that's Superman in there. And this is why he has the Kryptonite uh, 
rings for uh, for um, Superman right now. And I thought it was a little playback on, hey, remember what I did to you in the Dark Knight? Yeah, I can still beat you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, But they're trying to capture um, Bruce. Because remember, Bruce has been here longer. And according to him, he's been, been there for 30, 30 years. years. So uh, he's had a long time there, and he's going a little cuckoo right now. Mm-hmm. And Batman... Man's trying to tell Superman, you need to break out of this, Clark. You need to stop being a battery. Can't you see that they're trying to um, eradicate us? And then out of nowhere, they disappear. Exactly. And you hear, dream, dream, Daniel, help us, Dan. Mm-hmm. And then you get the big crossover, or big splash page of metal. By the way, this is an Easter egg. That's Hellboy's arm. Where? Or hand. Is that? Are you sure? No, no, no. Look. It's not exactly Hellboy's no, no, it arm. It looks like it, but it's actually part of this monster No, I, I get that, but the way they drew it, yeah, it drew I'm it like, that's Hellboy's, Hellboy's hand. <laughs> But um, next we get to the Rock of Eternity, the cosmic center of the universe. Now, I'm trying to remember Rock of Eternity. What else is that? was that usually used in? Is that usually from Dr. Fate? I was thinking, is that um, we have Google. not where Shazam was supposed to be from? I do not Wizard remember, Shazam? but we have Google, so as yeah, we keep going. Yeah, put in the Rock on. of Eternity as we look. And now we get to Kendra Saunders, which is um, Lady Blackhawk, or the leader of the Blackhawk Squadron. Dr. Fate and Wonder Woman fighting the... Yeah, from the, the layer from the uh, Wizard Shazam. So. It, that's what Yeah, you're right. Or that's where um, he always transfer, transports Billy to mm-hmm. when he gives him the powers. And as of right now on there, they says it was a rock around 5,000 uh, years ago, which or 500,000 years ago. And I'm like, oh, that's not... Yeah. That's really longer than what I so, think they are saying now. Um, but they're fighting these monsters at the Rock of Eternity, and here they're the guardians of the rock. Yes. Which they're trying. Everybody's trying to figure out why are they fighting us? Because we're actually trying to help right now. We're not attacking the rock. We're trying to um, save save the world. Yeah. So the guardians should understand that. But well, we'll get to that in a second. Mm-hmm. Why they were attacking us? But um, we, we find to- yeah, they're tr- still trying to figure out. Kendra is telling them that because um, they they know at the Rock of Eternity is where uh, Carter Hall's mace is supposed to be, and that's an nth metal mace. Which anybody who's seen the Justice League Unlimited? Yes. That was Hawkgirl's mace. Yeah. So um, eh. they find there's a presence. The rock is... Let's see. Was there anything else? Um, we do have Kendra telling him that um, Blackhawk sought to destroy all the nth metal, yet you never came to th- for his mace. So the Blackhawks, had, remember, in the earlier versions, had told or earlier books, had been um, <coughs> tasked, basically, as destroying all the nth metal they could find. Right. Well, why hadn't they come here? And she says straight up that she was afraid. Carter refused to believe... Um, the dark was evil, but she she knew. It's as if Barbados was telling her bone, or as if Barbados, as in my bones, telling me all roads lead back to darkness. I couldn't come here because um, if I was right, and then Wonder Woman interrupts her, but then we kick over to the outskirts of Atlantis, and you have Deathstroke and Aquaman going to a tomb. It was a, it's a sacred tomb of um, Mer- Merdare. Or yeah. murder with M E R D E R, um, and Aquaman says they're going to a murder. Yeah, and um, he says now this is something very sacred. Anybody that really touches this will be banished from. Yeah, banished Atlantis. from Atlantis. So at which point Deathstroke, um, Deathstroke just, just sticks his sword right in the center of the seal. Yeah, and then and then Aquaman says, "How can you do this? You'll be or um, whoever touches the tomb will be banned forever from Atlantis." He's like, "Right." Not you, me. That's why I did it. I can't breathe yeah, underwater. Want to, I don't want to be stuck in Atlantis, so <laughs> I'll they, do it. They do find inside this crypt is not a body, no a portal, portal of some sort. Mm-hmm. Then we get to Thanagar Prime. No, this is where, of course, Green Lantern has to be there. Well, <laughs> Lantern was super, is totally shocked because this place doesn't supposedly exist. Yeah, 
but they find that um, it's actually kind of half-phased. It's what's called what we call a phased presence, according to um, Mr. Terrific. It's built on zombie star gas. The place exists at multiple coordinates at once. That's why you can't usually find it. Because remember, this is uh, Green Lantern or Hal Jordan Green Lantern, Aqua or Plastic, plastic Egg, egg. And, fa- and Mr. Terrific. And they're trying to figure out what's going on. Uh, they end up getting pulled up in front of Aminar Sin. And we just looked him up uh He's actually Wednesday. a demon that uh, was out of the Justice Society books mm-hmm. from the early 2000s. And he's actually taking over and living or um, ruling Thanagar with the help of Starro. Which is interesting here at seeing Starro talk because he's talking like a teenager or something almost. Yeah, he's like a kid again. Mm-hmm. <coughs> and it talks about how, um, and the best part is they actually talk about some event that happened. Um, and Mr. Trivik says, but I, and then Starro fills off, killed me? I psyched you out, sucker. And regrew myself from a piece of my own exploded tentaclaw. And then um, they put the little bubble at the bottom on where that comes from. And it says, see <laughs> issue, um, Scott. And Greg. Me, Scott, Greg, when did this happen? And <laughs> they have another bubble that has Scott and Greg just kind of give the demon horns of their hand. Yeah. So this is something they probably just made up on their own. I think they did. They're cool. having fun with it. Exactly. So it's Lord Sin, um, and they're trying to get the nth metal from him, but he said straight up, we don't need to. We've already built, we knew this was going to happen mm-hmm. with all the dark universe. We've built a cannon to destroy Earth if we need. Yeah, that sounds like me a little bit of Mar- or, um, Marv and the Martian. Yeah. Earth Kaboom. Where's the Kaboom? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but from there, they're captured. Mm-hmm. And we kick over back to the dark multiverse with Bruce and... Clark. Superman saying what happened. Well, they wake up in the dark, and all you can see is their logos on their chest. And some guy wakes them up, and they said, um, "You're not lost." We find out this is Daniel, called the Lord Shaper, the Dreamweaver, the King of the Riddle Realms. Um, he's also known as the Sandman mm-hmm. and the Prince of Stories. Yes, and um, guys, uh, if you don't now, this uh, is know, you Neil Gaiman about because you know more about Sandman than I do. Um, yeah, this was Neil Gaiman's run on uh, Sandman. This particular Sandman was Neil Gaiman's, and um, once that Sandman uh, faded away, there was Daniel there to take up the same mantle. He does not look like the Sandman that we know of the black. He's like basically the complete opposite. He's in all white, like an ivory color, white hair, white robe, and he also seems a little bit more um, friendlier. He's more based around stories where the other one was based in the nightmare realm in the dream world okay uh this guy's as he said he's stories. a storyteller yeah, yeah. and he, the thing he's is in the dream i guess um i think the way it came for like when you're a kid and everybody your parents say once upon a time mm-hmm. and that's where he comes into play into the dream world it seems like he wanted to give you a good dream where the sandman was kind of just in a darker place i felt okay. to me that's why i felt like from him well they have bruce and um Clark are trying to talk to Daniel. Hey, we need your help. This is happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and he tells him, I can't help you, but there's one thing I can do. <laughs> I can tell you a story. Of course you can. <laughs> and he basically tells them the story of the creation of the universe and what happened here, what they need to do. Because it talks about um, from the spark of potential, we created two opposing existences of matter and antimatter. Yeah. Now, there's some teases in here of something that we've not had or that originally hit the universe back in the mid-80s. Yeah, with the whole... Because man. we have... Um, it talks about the... Came the brothers set to monitor mm-hmm. all that had been created, and then a third being tasked to watch over what had yet to come. Now, 
anybody who remembers back to the original Crisis on Infinite Earths, that was actually the anti-monitor. Yeah, and that's which when Flash sacrificed and so many other deaths destroy have happened. The world. Yeah. So this looks like this was the creation of the monitor and the anti-monitor. Mm-hmm. And then this third <coughs> being that um, was supposed to task to um, watch over what was to come, and he resort- resided in the World Forge. So the anti-monitor and the monitor don't have anything really to do with this, but it's the person on the World Forge... Which is what um, the entire multiverse was created from. And I love how they gave the little, I guess... The gal- constellations? Yeah. yeah. Telling the story? Well, and then we go right over seem like a world that looks like Apocalypse. Mm-hmm. It's not Apocalypse, but it's a dark world. Well, we find eons that was hammered out the universes from the um, hopes and fears of living beings. Most of the stable worlds rose into the Ori... For the twisted and unstable worlds, or um, the twisted and unstable worlds, the forger had a great dragon the, um, to destroy them and return their energies back to the forge, which was Barbados. Mm-hmm. So, um, but the the dragon, uh, being who knew only destruction, killed its master, and thus the worlds that should have been dissolved back into the forge were um, lived on, and the forge became began to darken. And this is where we get um, the look at what happened out of there was the this dark is where the dark metal. metal or the dark, the dark night, or metal. The dark metal universe comes from. So um, he's telling them basically, in order to do this, we have to save the forge. And so um, now he's still telling the story about Barbados. Barbados. He's going to win if we don't save the forge. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, he gives them. Um, uh, tool, I guess, maybe to win because it's like I can't do too much to help you guys. That's not his place. Mm-hmm. But he can offer them a passage um, from this place to their place, and they can walk with hope and wonder. And if along- they can walk with hope and wonder, if, yeah, they can um, get to the center of creation, which is where the World Forge actually is. If not, they'll be lost to the infinite vastness of the dark multiverse forever. So Clark immediately is like, "Great, let's go." Yeah, of course. And Bruce is like, "Wait, wait, wait." I can't do that. I don't work in the world of hope and wonder. Yeah, he's been there for over for about 30 years now. Yeah, well, Clark tells him straight, because Superman is all about hope, hope and, wonder. and wonder. Yeah. Well, Superman tells him, is like, Batman, for years you have basically inspired hope and hope wonder, wonder in everyone around you. Mm-hmm. You can do this. And he says that's all nice, but he's lost it. Um, he's lost his light. He said he remembers seeing that light in the sky, and as I was saying, after Barbados kind of broke him down and said, I'm the reason you became Batman, mm-hmm. it kind of gave Bruce that whole, what am I fighting for now? And he says, Clark tells him, there's got to be something there that you're still fighting for, remember. And then Bruce says, home. Home is where Damien lives. Home is where my family is. Um, I may not be, uh, what does he say here? I look at them and I feel wonder. Um, even though I might be a failure, there's nothing else that I can find better to um, give me hope than my family. And then that's when they walk out, and then Clark says, that's the what I wanted. Oh, now we're back, my good friend. And he says, okay, now, don't get sappy on me. I'm still Batman, but let's get this done, Mr. Kent. That's <laughs> and right. And he says, yes, sir. So, Well, next we get to Lantern and Terrific, and um, it's Wonder Woman talking to Lantern and Terrific, who are in prison. Mm-hmm. Um, Aquaman and Deathstroke, who are trying to head into the, um, into the, the, into that portal, and she can't, can't, can't get a hold of any of them. So they're still on the Rock of Eternity, and Wonder Woman tells them straight, "We can't. I can't get a hold of them." Um, now, Doctor Fate, do you actually un, do you can you sense the mace anywhere nearby? He said it's faint, but it, it is there. 
And as they're searching around, then all of a sudden something's happening with Kendra. They turn around. She's holding this brain above her head. Mm-hmm. You find this is actually the astral brain of the Andy Monitor. She brought it to the um, – and actually, I should have picked that up. To look the at the black symbols line. I just noticed that too myself. The, the Shazam symbols are across the bottom of the dais she's black standing on. Shazam symbols. Well, yeah. Black lightning. Um, so they wonder, Kendra, what are you doing? Um, they tell him straight up, if the pure antimatter passes through the multiverse's center – and hits dark, the dark multiverse, it could d- destroy the entire world or universe. Uh, so, and she says, you could blow up the dark once and for all. She knows the Council of Immortals entrusted her, which is interesting now. We find out that she's here on the behest of the Council of Immortals. Hmm. Um, that is not a good sign. But she ends up not smashing it, and instead, the um, brain can changes her. It turns her into Lady Blackhawk, which is almost a d- demon version, version of, of Hawk Girl. Or, yeah, Hawk Girl. And we know at one point Kendra Saunders in history has been Hawk, Hawk Girl. Hawk Girl, yes. It, went, she, it happens to her every other life. She becomes And Hawk she Girl tells again. them straight up that all roads lead to darkness, at which point lightning go, goes uh, comes off. And then you turn around and look, Black Adam is here. And it looks like he um, zapped the heck out of Dr. Fate. Yeah, he he looks like he kind of destroyed Dr. Fate. Mm-hmm. The um, helmet is there, but he is not. Not, yeah. But once again, it's not so much the person or the vessel that's Dr. Fate. It's the yeah. helmet, and whoever puts on the helmet becomes Dr. Fate. So I think right now well, Dr. Fate's known as dead. I don't know. <clears throat> but um, he says straight up that um, no there will be no saving today. She's and Wonder Woman asks him why. He says, "Well, I am one of the immortals, as as was Kendra. I have lived long enough to know their their plans stands or their plan stands no chance against the dark the forces of dark. So Vandal Savage and I made our own plans of with course, Barbados. Vandal Savage. Now that's going to but be they're scary. working with Barbados. Those guys are very bad. Um, and now we go back to I guess the the World Forge. Yeah, and so uh, they did make it. Yes, that's the Superman and Batman. They did make it." And now they're at the uh, Forge of the Worlds, and he says, uh, Dream says, I hope it's not too late. It seems like they're at this weird, destructive, like, apocalyptic Yeah, it looks, it's very much, um, very dark. And Um, Superman and um, Batman Batman. look at it and say, well, I guess this is how it ends. And Batman says straight up Carter. He said, Carter Hall, in his journal, he swore the the Forge was supposed to be a place of creation and of beginnings. Then, um... Dream is still telling the story, and you see from behind them, it says, I was wrong, Bruce. You turn around, and you see this ginormous, like, demon version of Hawkman. Yes. And it's basically the dark multiverse version of Carter Hall. Mm-hmm. And he says, I am Carter Hall, um, dragon of Barbados, keeper of the Dark Forge, and there are only endings here. And that is basically the end of Dark Knight's Metal number four. Now, we have two more issues of this. To see where this goes to. And the next issue is actually Night of the Hawks. Also, so. um, la- last thing that um, Dream said here uh, was, and with those words, this book and all hope burns to ash. There's not been a good light ending to none of this Dark Knight metal. I yeah. mean, every ending is like, we will there's eventually no hope. Get there, there's no but... hope. There's no hope. But we'll um, get there. But mm-hmm. right now, we're going to explain what happened for uh, this Hawkman yeah. to become uh, Dark. Exactly. Now that was um, two weeks ago, or um, yeah, two weeks ago that Dark Knight's Metal number four came out. Last week, Dark Knight's Hawkman Found number one has came out, and uh, just like Batman Lost was a backstory of where Batman is at for this. Right. This is a backstory of where we're where did this giant 
demon, demon Hawkman Hawk. come from? And it basically starts with Hawkman having a and him describing a nightmare that he has, him flying along, and all of a sudden he loses all control. And as he starts to fall, his wings falling off and stuff, right before he hits the ground to die, he wakes up. And he's stuck in this cave for some reason. Now, a lot of this is just, um, most of this story is told basically from his internal monologue of, uh, he's on this planet with all these slaves for some reason, and every so often these hawks will come down and swoop them swoop right and off. take people and then um, fly away. So he's basically, he basically fights against them and uh, throughout the book climbs up to where the ship is and um, sneaks onto the ship that the hawks are coming from. Like I said, we're just going to give an overview because this story was kind of... Really just monologued. Yeah. But he gets onto the ship, finds finds the armory, and uh, puts armor and stuff on, and now he's once again Hawkman. But then he turns around and he's lost it again. So Mm -hmm. he he remembers all of a sudden who he was, and then he loses that as he's attacked by another um, Hawkman. So they fight, and he's starting to remember all the things that happen, who Carter Hall is, kind of what Hawkman does. Every so often, he once he figures out who he is, he remembers, remembers everything. everything else, yes. But until he figures that out, he doesn't he remember doesn't anything. He doesn't know who he is. It's like he's amnesia. Exactly. So he's um, they're fighting back and forth till eventually he um, beats the other Hawkman, and when he does, he um, totally destroys him and um, brutally beats him down. But when he does, he then he does remember exactly who he was, and he gets his wings. And um, so they show he's back in the memory of where he was at the start. Mm-hmm. And he's flying through the air again. Then he loses control of his wings and starts to fall. And as he's falling, he's afraid he's alone. He falls. Once again, gravity returns. It pulls me into the blackness below. Now and that's... then you see the evil demon Hawkman. That's basically that's what, what we just is going saw on in, in the head, head of, of this evil demon Hawkman. Yeah, and this reminds me of what happened to Batman. He was living a good life. Bad things happen. Mm-hmm. He gets out again, and it keeps happening. It's like no matter how <clears throat> no, <clears throat> no matter how far he gets from the darkness, it keeps pulling him back. Exactly. Gravity, as they say, keeps pulling him back. For Batman, he will snap out of his dream and keep coming back to reality, which was him being in a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Um, that was our reviews. Exactly, and that was the end of Hawkman um, Found and the end of our reviews. So that means there's really only one thing left to do. You got to take a trip. And that soundbite means only one thing. It's time for our weekly trip to the comic shop. Mm-hmm. This week's comic shop pull list, as every week, is brought to you by the Shazbots. That was their song, Comic Shop. Check them out on Facebook and iTunes and go over to Shazbots.com. Let them know that the DC Superpowers podcast sent you. To this week's books, we have 14 books from, the, uh, what is that, January 10th. Yes. And this week we're starting off with Harley Quinn, number 34. Still no cover yet. There's no cover on here, but this is, I believe, the first book of Harley's new new creative team. So, wait, let me see. No, this is still Amanda Connor and Jimmy Palmiotti, so they've not left oh, the they team left book yet. yet. Oh, I thought they were leaving like so, a while ago. I thought they left. Well, they announced it. Yeah, uh, remember, okay. the books are still, still going, out. even though they said we were done, but we got everything else well, done. Well, this is Harley number 34. Gossamer. Look, we know Harley's crossed paths with some ridiculous guest stars, but we assure you, this is the looniest one yet. And in the Secret Origins backup, 
where um, see where Harley's most steadfast companion and tenant, Big Tony, comes from. And why he sticks by the side of his insane yet very charming landlord. Art is done by John Timms and is written by Amanda Connor and Jimmy Palmiotti. Nice. Was that always a thing or was she just like, did she become a fan favorite and people liked her? Yeah. Basically, yeah. She yeah. was created, Harley Quinn was created for the Batman animated yeah. series. And it just, she was so popular that they gave her a book, or they put they, her, they into, put the her into the books. And, and then, then it's it just oh, exploded from there. Even initially like a no. No, no. She came, no, she we were just talking about this a little bit earlier. She came out in 1992 when I, we were oh, born we a year after. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> and then, uh, so she's 25 years old. She just had her 25th year anniversary. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, and then I think, I want to say after, she had her own books a little bit, but it wasn't really until the New 52 sprung along and she yeah, got and the, out of Joker's light and they wanted to portray her as her own single character. Yeah. And then she was in Suicide Squad and she's in the top three with uh, Deadshot, Harley Quinn, and Captain Boomerang. Yeah. So. Those are the ones that have been basically steady yeah. parts of Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, next on our list is Detective Comics. Issue 972. We're pushing it. And mm-hmm. uh, Action Comics is going to get there before Detective. Yeah, Action is going to hit 1,000 in March, I believe. Yep. Jeez Louise. Wow, that's a lot of years. Um, but this one for Detective Comics is Fall of Batman Part 4. Batman might have overpowered the victim syndicate, but they have their one last surprise up for them, or up for him. The secret weapon that's made one of his strongest rogues nearly unstoppable. Art is done by Diana Iga and Miguel Mendoza. And written by James T. Tinian the Fourth. Okay. Next up, we have Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps number 36. Twilight of the Guardians finale. In the explosive finale, Hal Jordan, John Stewart, and Guy Gardner and Kyle Rayner face down the controllers to save Gantha and the other Guardians from extinction. The fate of the of this battle decides who protects the universe and who controls it. Art is done by Jack Herbert and Robert, written by Robert Venditti. The cool thing about this story is it's actually allowed us to have other Guardians back also. Because the, yeah. there's other Guardians that the controllers have been cap- captured and um, kept imprisoned. No, I just love how it's just so been... So we're going to have more than just two Guardians when they're done with this. I just love how in, uh, the, this uh, storyline we've just had the main four Green Lanterns. Yeah. And that's Our original that's four, really. The Earth Green Lanterns. Four. The yeah, four, four Earth, Earth yeah. Well, not technically original, because Alan Scott's Alan Scott out there somewhere. Out there. And also he had Abin Sore. Yeah, well, no, as he wasn't a, as a Green Lantern. Mm, he wasn't, he wasn't Earth? from Earth. No, not from he Earth, was, but he was the yeah, protector was at the, the time uh, for Earth. Green Lantern 42814. Yeah. But he was not from Earth. Right, so seeing just the main four, I gotta pull my toys out and get a picture of all of them and put them on our uh, Instagram. <laughs> I still want to see when we're ever gonna get the rest of the Justice Society back and actually see Alan Scott. And are they gonna make him a re- part of the regular Green Lantern Corps? Well, hey, we do so have. Right, normally he's not part of. He was never actually part no, of. No, he Lantern wasn't. Corps. He had a complete different origin from what the main um, yeah. Green Lantern. Well, that's Corps why had. he was weak against wood. <laughs> but way back in the day, way it back was back the forties. It was a different time, guys. Um, next on our list, we have The Flash, issue number 38, a cold day in hell finale. The Flash and an unlikely ally must discover who is behind the death of one of the rogues before a murder strikes again. But Flash is trapped inside of Iron Heights with one person blocking his exit, Captain Cold. Uh, cover is done by Barry Kitson, uh, Howard Porter, and written by Joshua Williams. They didn't have the actual regular art here. No, they, they don't. I'm looking for that. So it must be down Kitson more, and so. Porter maybe doing the art, the art for that, too. Well, next up, we have Action Comics number 995. And with, well, our guy, Booster, coming back. This is, yeah, this is awesome. We've not had a chance to talk uh, about Booster Is this hinting into back. a little bit also from what you've been getting going into what's going on with uh, Doomsday Clock? 
Possibly. Um, I think by the time Doomsday Clock finishes, we're going to get all of the Answers. all the Superman books will come together. Yeah, I'm wondering what we're going to get after this because that's what, we, like you said, we've been building up since. Uh, well, it rebirth. depends. The whole universe should be should be so, changed a little bit by the time we get to it. And technically, it will be changing because of what's uh, yeah, going on with the other the characters. Suicide Squad, or not Suicide, Suicide Squad, the uh, Watchmen, Watchmen characters in yeah. the DC universe. So, but this is Action 995, Booster Shot Part Three. Time is broken. And Superman and Booster are in over their heads, trying to repair it. Meanwhile, Lois confronts her estranged father, and Sam Lane now stands face-to-face with his grandson, John, for the first time. As Clark struggles to reconcile the truth of his own father, can Lois do the same? I forgot that um, Sam Lane has not met John yet. We got, no, he hasn't. Um, he's a, he's not a good grandfather though. He's not, not a good father yeah, either, he in my a great opinion. Father either, he was a jerk. <laughs> art is done by um, Norm Rappamond and it's and Brett Booth, and is written by Dan Jurgens. Uh, next, we have Batgirl and the Birds of Prey, issue number eighteen. Echo Deadly, um, tasked with a new mission by the uh, Secretive Spiral, Huntress enlists Batgirl and Black Canary into a in. To help infiltrate an exclusive tech conference, searching for an arms dealer, masquerading as a tech infiltrator, a tech investor. The birds of prey must uncover the mysterious plans for the weather wizard missing Juan before the city of light finds itself plagued into permanent darkness. Uh, cover art is done by Yanwick uh, Parik and uh, Marco Takira, written by Shauna Benson and Julie Benson. I love how these, they're sisters, aren't they? I believe so. They're doing really good with the Birds of Prey. Um, I think they're bringing back in uh, Huntress, because Bad Girl and Black Canary has always been popular, but Huntress has kind of seemed like she's been a little bit of an underrated character. Yeah. Uh, it's great to see her with them, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think because of the show for me from back in the day, I've always now liked oh, the yeah, Birds of Prey. Oh, yeah, the Birds of Prey TV show. I have all the Birds of Prey upstairs except for Bad Girl. Well, I have the... Um, Birds of Prey DVD box set. I do too. The silver but and blue. The and easiest way to do it, though, really, if you want to, if you guys have not seen the Birds of Prey TV series, go to the CWC.com. Yes, go on go there to, or get the CWC app. It's mm-hmm. all on there. Um, but so, if, hey, can for another present one day, if you want to spend a lot of money on me, give me Batgirl toy, <laughs> and I'll have my whole collection. <laughs> She's too expensive for me to uh, buy right now. See, the best way to do it is you watch for when that's coming out. Yeah, I had to do this with the Sokotano toys for Star Wars. Well, see, these figures you wait are... till they're coming out. Yeah, and then you pre-order it. I at know the actual price. I do that now, but for these guys that they don't make anymore. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of hard to find those. Well, next book we have is Justice League of America number twenty-two, Queen of Fables Part One. The might, or the might beyond the mirror, the great threat that Batman assembled the Justice League of America to stop, has finally arrived in the form of the Queen of Fables. With her reality-warping power, she, her intent is to take over the real world and the imaginary, and um, take over the real world and the imaginary, and rule over everything. And without Batman, does the Justice League stand a chance against her, or will reality crumble at the Queen's whim? The art is done by uh, Daniel Enriquez and Neil Edwards, and it's written by Steve Orlando. Next on our list, we have New Superman issue number 19. Um, hmm, I just had a question since they're canceling the um, Superwoman books, so we're still going to get him, but... As of right now, it's still running. Okay. I think it's still doing pretty well. I've I've not read every book, but the ones I've read, they've been pretty good. And I said my buddy Jack, we went to Comic-Con last... Yeah, last year, um... He bought like the first three issues, and he said, "This yeah. is gonna get me into this new character." He's never he like this is he never thought about this new character yeah. existing. So this is well, a good the, way for him to uh, again to. It's what's interesting because I read the la- last issue, I believe it was number eighteen, and uh, do, do you read some of New Superman back in the beginning? Didn't yeah, you? in the beginning, remember I haven't Master read anything. Master or whatever his name was. 
they actually had the he and I guess his brother at one point were actually trained by monks as yin and yang. Ah, okay. And hmm. now since so that both, is... both of them are dead now, and it's like they're. Spirit has the, went the somewhere power else. Of balance, yeah, is actually in Keenan now. Ah, okay. he represents the both the yin and the yang. That kind of sounds like RC Man being the hope. Exactly, the, it's okay. there. It's the Chinese version of it. I think. Yeah, cool. So, um, well, in this one, a day in the life. The new Superman and the Justice League of China changed the metahuman landscape in China forever. And Lainey Lane, I was about to say Lana. Lenny Lan. Lenny Lan, too many names sound familiar, yeah. has reported on their heroics uh, since day one. But there is more to Shanghai's um, ace reporter than meets the eye. And when faced with the turmoil in her own town and family, uh, Lenny's uh, committed to reporting the truth will always be tested like never before. Art is done by Richard Friend, uh, Bennett Peoples, and written by Marco Tamaki. Now, interesting thing is at the end of the last issue also... Uh, the Superman of China and the Justice League of China mm-hmm. have left the um, – what was the organization that they were working for? The, I forget the name of it, but I remember they had they that own little organization the Chinese there. government and, start, and moved out on their own. Oh, they've become so more of the real Justice League. Yeah, they've become the they, – they've they taken really are a step the, from the Justice League of America mm-hmm. or the, the American Justice League and are – we're now working on, working on their own. Working they don't want to be with the government. That's the why government they need to be anymore. different because a lot of the government's rules uh, and regulations restrict them from doing what's right. Exactly. Well, the next book we have is Red Hood and the Outlaws number 18. Bizarro Reborn uh, Part 5, or like I say, the Grey Bizarro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Grey. Very similar to If the, anybody the, out there has a comic yeah. fan, we'll catch that joke. Well, um, with hive with the Hive Queen wrecking, wreaking havoc on Gotham City, Artemis growing suspicious of about Bizarro's newfound intelligence could lead to a shocking discovery that will forever alter the future of the outlaws. Meanwhile, would Bizarro really invite a new member to join the team without running it by Red Hood first? And would that new member really be the Creeper? Hmm. Yes, and maybe. That's interesting. We've not seen the Creeper Creeper. in a long time. No, we haven't. Um, He was in... I think he was in one of Deathstroke's Rebirth issues. So we did see him. I think that... Again, I mixed up New 52. I think that was Rebirth, though. Okay. I remember seeing that in the comics. We'll have to look it up. But the art is done by Sergio Sandoval, and it's written by Scott Liddell. Um, Next on our list is Suicide Squad issue. Oh, by the way, um, the reason why you were saying Gray... Gray bizarre. We'll, uh, we'll let them. We'll figure let them figure it out. Let them figure, They'll it, figure out. it out. All right. Uh, Any, like you said, anybody who's paying attention out there that's actually read Red Hood, yeah, and is an old school comic book fan, you'll re- you'll know you'll that, that reference. If you're not sure, send us a text or uh, get a hold of us on social media or DC Superpowers Podcast at gmail.com. Let us know if you actually got for, got that reference. If not, we'll let you guys humor. know what it is later. Um, well, this uh, next one is Suicide Squad issue number thirty-three. I'm, I've been shaking my head because I'm just going to say it. The Chosen One. Yes, this is the Chosen One. <laughs> J-U-A-N, Juan, yes, by the way, one. guys. The Chosen One. Not the Chosen One. You, you got chosen it. One. And, of course, Harley Quinn's on the cover of the Suicide Squad because I'm just a jokester here. Uh, part One. When the apocalyptic new threat threatens the safety of Earth, the Suicide Squad is called into action, and they begin. They bring in a new member. But who is the mysterious Juan? See? <laughs> and what are his powers? Is there more to him than meets the eye? I can't take this seriously right now. <laughs> Who wrote this? Um, art done by Fernando Passarian and written by uh, Simon Saphir. You're Simon um, Sim- Spurrier? 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 You're a funny guy. 
<laughs> well, I'm sure he didn't write it. It's a, some um, intern out there. Uh, that's that's a good play on words right there. And the cover for the next one's cool because it looks like it's straight Kirk out Knight? of Carrie. Yeah, it does look like it's straight out of Carrie, but, but it's this green. Is Supergirl number 17. Plain Sight Part 3. While Kara's worried about whether um, Ben Rubel will ask her or rival or ask her or rival um, Belinda Z, that's funny. <laughs> you catch that? Yeah, yeah. To the National City Tech High School dance, Director Bones from the DEO figures out what high school Supergirl attends and crashes the annual party. Will the danger and destruction? be enough to finally force Kara to reveal her superheroic secret identity. Art is done by Daniel Enriquez and Robson Roca, and it's written by Jody Hauser and Steve Orlando. No, that's funny, though. Yeah. Um, <coughs> Belinda Z. Z. Now, anybody who doesn't remember, the Silver Age secret identity for Kara was Linda Lee. <laughs> uh, who's... Right now, this week's got a lot of humor in it, yeah. just to play on words. There's some people playing with some great stuff. Yeah, so. have fun, guys. I, we enjoy this. It gives well, us some smiles. We don't have Justice League in this, but um, we didn't talk about Justice League. Oh, yeah. In Justice League yeah. number 35, we actually got name-dropped John Jones. There's I've been a, wanting that for Larry the past year. I've been like, where is my John Jones? There's a bounty hunter that shows up looking for John. And... and um, and uh, what's her, Jessica Cruz has no idea who he's talking about. She she thinks he's talking John Stewart. Yeah, and he's looking for John Jones, Jones. the Martian Manhunter. Uh, and Batman knows who it is though. Yeah, so he John should. He's is Batman. here somewhere. Well, we got him in Rebirth to cover. Remember, we were saying we're yeah. missing two main characters that well, was he on was that cover. In the end of the Dark Side War. He was all in the Dark Side yeah. War before Rebirth. And Shazam was too, and we missed both of those. But we just got a name drop from um, uh, Martian Manhunter, and we also got Black Adam yeah. in Dark Knight Metal, which means. Uh, John Jones, Martian Manhunter can't be too far along from we're uh, seeing him. Meaning also in Dark Knight's Metal, we might see Shazam exactly. coming soon if we're already seeing Black Adam. So we got three books left for this week. Uh, next one is Superwoman issue number eighteen, the Midnight Hour finale. A day in the life of Superwoman, but someone else is in the driver's seat. Will Superwoman manage to break free of her mind control and uh, digital graphs and disp- and dispel her twisted protocol once and for all? Uh, art is done by Art Tabnet and Thebit and uh, Stephen uh, Singovia, and is also written by Kay Perkins. And unfortunately, this is the final issue of Super- going to Superwoman. I thought we were going to no, twenty. Fi- this is a monthly comic. This is the last one. That sucks. This is the final Superwoman that's going to be put out in this run. So this was, I, hey, I, this is a good run. I like I said, I. Yeah, like, I don't have the whole run of it, it, but I totally respect like what they're doing. Yeah. I said this is this like, has been a pretty good book. So yeah, it, has. it hasn't been selling well. Uh, well, I I feel bad because I haven't been buying them either, just because I'm I don't know, just more yeah. of a Batman fan than Superman fan. But I love what they were doing with the um, family. So well, and maybe I should have bought it. I feel bad, man. It's all man. good. Um, but yeah. Titan. Well, I'm sure these characters are great characters. We're going to see. Oh, you're going to see them again. The yeah, totally. Oh, um, real quick before you get there, I just want to show you this. Etrigan, Spectre. Uh, okay, that's uh, kind of cool. Dead Man. So he's showing me the cover of Dead Man number three. So <laughs> yeah, and we got some more characters. And it is back. basically the the half um, of the Dark, dark Justice League. Yeah, or Dark or Justice League. Dark Justice League is dark. basically in dark, Dead Man number three. So that's pretty cool. Well, we have two regular titles left for this week. One of them is actually Titans number nineteen. Who is Troya? The Titans attempt to regain their balance after their epic clash with Troya, Donna's villainous future self, and look forward to a brighter tomorrow. But the Justice League wants answers about Donna Troy's true nature. 
and they'll get them, even if it means shutting down the Titans for good. Uh, the art is done by Andrew Hennessy and Paul Pilletier, and is written by Dan Abnett. And uh, the last book for this week is Wonder Woman issue number 38, Swan Song Part 1. Vanessa Cap- Capitelli's uh, thought the world of Wonder Woman. Nobody has ever three, uh, ever treated her with so much kindness after an accident that shattered her life. But tragedy wasn't finished with Vanessa, as she comes to believe that Wonder Woman, the person she trusted, is the most is the author of her every... She trusts the most is the author of everything that's happened to her. Um, Art done by Emmanuel Lupino and... Lupino. and written by Jamie Robinson. Uh, James Robinson. Jamie, James. Um, I haven't read this last issue of Wonder Woman, the last one, so I'm a little... I, I don't know what's going on right I now. I have a lot of Wonder Woman sitting and ready to be read. I just haven't got that far. Yeah, that's how I'm doing for a couple of my books. I'm just building up right now. Yeah. <laughs> so we we got a lot to read. So, but that brings us basically to the end of the um, the end of the week. Yeah, uh, we had a busy another week, episode, busy two weeks that we finally got around to getting it. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, there was. A, well, it's been more than busy too. I mean, we did the holiday episode, but we really didn't do a regular episode. episode. So it's been really three weeks, almost a month since we did a regular episode. So, like I said, there's still stacks. It- you guys, anybody that's seeing on Facebook, yeah. can see the stack of books in front of me here. There's a lot of stuff. Yeah, that he's happened. got a stack. I just got what we ah. I just got what we ran over, uh, dropped Dark Knight Metal over there, but, but um, we got a lot of stuff that's been happening in DC Comics right there's now. There's been some great mentions and name drops and things in here. Yeah. So uh, um, We got Booster Gold back right now for action. To, yeah, some of these we're going to have to go back to talk about. Yeah. Some stuff we're not going to be able to because we got to move forward. Yeah, we got, we have to. Um, trying to think. In the past couple of months, we've had Prometheus. We've had John Jones' name drop. We've had, um, oh, as we said earlier, we had the Titans from 2005 or 2004, 2006. The Young Justice and Teen Titans version of Case Cassie, Bart, and uh, Connor. Yes. Um, I had a little theory I was going to touch on this at the end of the show. Um, in the, I think it was the Jeff Johns run, he wrote where the Teen Titans came from the future. And they were evil versions of themselves in the past that they okay. were fighting. So I'm wondering if this isn't the Titans that we know, but those other Titans from the past. I don't know. Or, we'll I out. guess, future. I'm hoping this opens the door to bring Connor, Bart, and Cassie back please, into the regular DC please universe. Please do so. Um, we got Tim. Yeah. And Tim was a big part of those Titans. Yeah, so well, we have Tim, Tim has always been around, that's the thing. He's not, it's not like they have a new version of Tim out there. Yeah. Where really... With um, Bart came from the future. Yeah, Bart... Uh, Connor was a clone. Yeah. And Cassie was the second one. Well, we got Wally back, our original Wally. Yeah, but he was the original, and he was the original. Yeah. Uh, He's coming back. Connor, really, Jonathan Kent is the replacement for Connor. Yeah, um, so... Well, I just want to see my characters. Like I said, that's how I got introduced another way into comic books as a series. Just reading the whole thing was Teen Titans. And those were the Titans around the time I started getting comics. So yeah. hopefully they come back. So um, For good. But that, like I said, that brings us to the end of the show, mm-hmm. as you guys can hear. Yeah. Uh, Vernon, why don't you let everybody know how they can get a hold of us? Uh, well, first of all, guys, you can find us that we've been pitching for us throughout the whole show because we got to plug ourselves. Go to the DCSuperpowers.com website, and you'll find everything you need from there. we got posts from our podcast. we got some videos up here from Facebook Live. Uh, we got some stuff from Comic-Con. we got some uh, movie reviews. And we also have our gear and our sponsors. So look them up. This is where you can find us right there. But you can find us also on our social media pages at DC Superpowers Podcast on Twitter. I'm sorry, not on Twitter, on Facebook. 
Facebook and Instagram. On Twitter, we are at SuperpowersDC. And on my um, personal usage, you can find me, Holland That Wolf, on Instagram. Twitter, I am VLO and Vernon McWayne Moore on Facebook. And you can find my partner, Ken, on his social media. I'm GW1Ken on Twitter and Facebook, or Twitter and Instagram. Facebook, I'm just Ken Rose. You can also check out the DC Superpowers podcast on YouTube. Just search DC Superpowers podcast. You'll find us. You'll find the content on there is not the same as what you're getting on the podcast feed. We have interviews from Acro Comic Con. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also put up a couple of panel things on there. Yep. And we have more content coming. Mm-hmm. But you can also find us um, at our. Uh, it's been a while. It's been a while. You Our can find Holmes. Yes. <laughs> at Tangibound Network at the Tangiboundnetwork.com and the Weeby Geeks Networks at WeebyGeeksPC.com. And I believe that's all of it, don't we? There's one more. If you what want to get in this? contact with us, you can uh, find yes. us on our Gmail at DC Superpowers. Uh, DC Superpowers <laughs> Podcast. It's been a while. At you usually take that one, so I was trying yeah. to help you out there. I was trying to get I you going. I remember if you did that one or not. <laughs> <laughs> so, Superpowers. So what happens when the holidays happen, guys. Exactly. We'll, we'll get back into the swing of things as we go. Yeah. So, um, but Vernon, thank you for hanging out with us. No problem, no problem. The hall, we'll see you next week. The basement of Hall of Justice always open in arms. That's right. And Super Friends, thanks for hanging out. We'll see you next week, too. Take care.